<laughs> I wish I was recording because that would have been fucking awesome. Uh, some real energy there. Are you right. are you ready this time? Yeah, are we recording now? Yeah. All right. Hello. I'm not actually recording. <laughs> You're not recording. You are recording. <laughs> okay, maybe I am recording. God damn it. Okay. Uh. Hello. And welcome to episode two of Potato Thumbs Mario Maker podcast. If you remember, we uh, a few months ago uh, talked extensively about the Mario Maker community and Mario Maker things. And uh, so we're back because guess what happened? Mario Maker 2 has come out. And it turns out that a million more people own Switches than own Wii U's. And they're all freaking out. So... <laughs> So we're glad to have everyone here. We have, uh, let's see who we have here. We have, um, we have Fluffy Luigi, MD. Hey, you. I don't How know Luigi sound. Hey, it's a me, uh, Fluffy. It's me, Luigi. Yeah, you got it. That's, I think that's what he says. <laughs> that's and what he uh, says. also we have, we have with us, uh, Chuck's like Toad. Toad, how you doing? How you doing tonight? Excellent. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> And with us, we have, uh, we also have, um, Admiral Yoshi is in the house. Admiral Yoshi, are you here? I'm here. Glad Excellent. to be here. Yes, I can hear it in your voice. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's been a very exciting and eventful two weeks since, uh, Marrying Mary Kutu has come out. The, uh, game has exploded. It's like up there on the Twitch leaderboards, uh, which means people are watching it and streaming. Um, all the, uh, streams themselves have gone insane. People across Reddit are going nuts because no one will play their levels because they're all terrible. And, um, we're here to talk about all the cool new features that are in the game. Uh, yeah. So I think that was really good. Um, what we're going to want you to do is just like do the whole thing over again, but better. Okay. Hello, <laughs> and welcome to Mario Maker Thumbs Podcast. Wait, louder, right? That's better. Episode louder is better, yes. The other one's you don't, already better. You don't have to actually fucking do it again. <laughs> potato, potato, thumbs podcast. Potato, potato, thumbs. Podcast, it's Fluffy and the Admiral playing with their fingers and their nips. Hi, Cliff. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> How are you? Glad to be here. Yeah, you were you were happy to be here until we made you do the intro. <laughs> I I'm built for intros, man. I'm all about intros. <laughs> I introduce myself to people all day long. So what do, what what would Luigi say, man? I'm confused because um I pulled the Mario line. I didn't even realize it. What what the I fuck does think Luigi, Luigi talks? I mean Mario's not supposed to talk either. I don't know where the, all this Mario stuff comes from, but that sweet ass movie in the mid nineties. <clears throat> mm. I think uh with, with John Ligmazano. <laughs> oh god damn it. <laughs> John Ligmazano. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Back to square one. 
One episode Time. short of uh, two years, and we still have the same bit running. Time is a flat circle. <laughs> Are there any new hand cannons I can talk about this week? Because I'm feeling like I have some hand cannons to talk about. Uh, um, they did introduce a hand cannon into uh, Mario Maker. It's pretty uh, crazy. Yeah? Um, actually, they didn't introduce it. Oh. It has a lot of bloom, so it's, no one really likes it. <laughs> Falls off. <laughs> yeah. Um, hi, Chuck. How are you? I'm fantastic. How you doing, bud? How was that strike that you were running? It was a strike that I was running. Did you get the things with the stuff? No, I didn't get the things or the stuff. Mm. It's shit. But I, um, I did all my grinding yesterday like a responsible player so I wouldn't have to worry about doing last-minute grinding during the podcast because they're nerfing Menagerie as of tomorrow or today depending on when this came out comes out yeah i um i think i know what i'm gonna be doing for a few hours tomorrow morning <laughs> is it working is what working are you working is oh, that yeah. what you're gonna be doing during <laughs> yes, a couple yes, hours tomorrow yes, that's morning. what i'm gonna be doing working <laughs> <laughs> you're responsible <laughs> um so, uh, Chuck, you got a you got you got some new white T-shirt gear going on, huh, bro? Yeah. You gonna talk about that again? Yeah, yeah, man. Gonna re- gonna rehash like We're gonna rehash it. We're gonna rehash it. Pre pre show conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm all about that uh, Costco white T-shirt life. I've just resigned to uh, just wearing white T-shirts because I'm I'm tired of trying. I'm at that point in life. <laughs> Welcome yep. to your mid thirties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel you, man. I, I, uh, there was a movie that came out a while ago. Like it was like American Psycho or one of those movies where the serial killer, they were trying to show how crazy he was by having like his closet was all the same suit and, and outfit. Yeah. That's American. And I remember seeing that. Yeah. Yeah. Which one was that? American Psycho. Psycho. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember seeing that recently and being like, that's a stellar idea. And so I just bought a bunch of blue button up shirts and khakis and I wear the same outfit every day. Um, and people are starting to notice at work. <laughs> but it's like that episode of Kirby Enthusiasm. Oh, dude, I have five blue shirts and five pairs of khakis, and I'm just like, whatever. you're an outfit tracker. Nobody, nobody likes an outfit tracker. <laughs> oh my god! I've actually done, there's this thing where um, I so I did it once and it went weird. But so there's a um. There's a thing with a uh, if you drive like an old Volkswagen Beetle, right, and you like see another one on the road, you wave to him and like honk your horn. It's like mm-hmm. a thing you do. Yeah. I have a friend who has one, so it's it's like a thing. So I'm like, you know what? If I see a dude in a in a blue button up shirt and pair of khakis, <laughs> I'm gonna give him a nod, right? <laughs> so a couple weeks ago, I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna try it out, and I was like, huh? And uh, it uh, the guy looked at me like I was like trying to pick him up or something. It was really weird. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah, you shouldn't do <laughs> like, it in the bathroom, dude. That's that. That was your first mistake. Public restrooms, not the place to fucking nod at some stranger. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. I, you know what? Actually, it probably went as bad as well as I could have expected then in that that circumstance. But um, anyway, yeah. So I, like, I, I'm all for wearing the same thing every day. Fluffy is also wearing the same thing in terms <laughs> of sleeves or the lack thereof. <laughs> I was uh, 
I was telling Rob, he's, fluffy. he's safe this weekend because I, you know, with the wardrobe change, I only have two uh, two tanks now in my life, and uh, one of them shrunk in the wash last week, so I can wear it around the house, but I can't wear it out in public because it sits, like, too close to my belt line. So. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate you not bringing that down. Uh, I still have to live in this town after you guys leave, so... Yeah. And I do just enough to keep my house from being that house, but like I'm borderline. And if I start having white trash sleeveless uh, shirt that only goes to his belt line walking around my front yard, uh, I'm going to get a reputation that I'm not okay with. Yeah. Well, um, you might not be okay with my new thing, just just so you know. So I um, I found my new favorite article of clothing. Um, they are. Oh my god! Uh, if it's banana hammocks, I'm gonna be real upset. <laughs> they are banana hammocks. No, dude. Nike makes these fleece sweatpants shorts, and uh, they're my favorite thing in life. Like they're sweatpants, but they're shorts. And uh, if I could wear them to work, I would literally buy the. Ex- I do. I'd pull a cliff, man. I'd buy like five of the exact same color and just wear them every single day. Cause I'm all about that comfortable life, you know. Uh, you probably need a, a like four of the same, and then one that's your fancy going out shorts. Ooh, that's a good idea. You know, when you talk about sweatpants shorts, I'm reminded of a uh, online shopping fail that I had. Um, I was shopping online for some reason, which is something I don't normally do. This is a while ago, probably about a good 12, 13 years ago, and I saw these shorts, and they were like these like cargo shorts, but they didn't look like cargo shorts. You know what I mean? They were like they look like sweatpants, but they look like, I don't know, like better, higher quality, like sweatpants. Like, yeah. they don't look like sweatpants. Like, fancy going out sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, so I fucking buy these things, right? And I try them on. And, dude, like, they're basically just like, hey, everybody, look at my dick sweatpants shorts. <laughs> <laughs> it was very strange. So you bought four more pairs? Yeah. No. So do people nod at you when they also are wearing dick sweatpants shorts? <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, you know you can like flex it and like make it like bump up. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just funny. I didn't stop wearing them. They became not going out sweatpants shorts. They became in the house sweatpants shorts, and they they lived a long fulfilling life. <laughs> Dude, that uh, that boxing bear looks delicious. I'm not gonna lie. This one, yeah. Now in cans, chocolate oh, milk stout. I'm excited. I'm excited for it's, fall, man. Is it October yet? Yeah, no shit. It's not October. Yo, we should come too. We uh, we brought some of our beer from the fridge to the cabin up north this weekend because we we drove up on the actual fourth, so I didn't. I knew there wasn't gonna be a beer, so I was like, oh, I'll just bring some from home. And I don't know how or when, but it like went skunky, so. And it isn't even that old, and it's canned. But both of us, like Debbie and I, we both cracked a beer, and we're like, "Oh, dude, this doesn't even taste good. Like, what is going on?" It was kind of, kind of sad. I don't know was how it happened. Sun? No, well, I put them in. I put them in um, like lunch boxes with ice packs, and it was only like a three-hour drive. Yeah, I don't know. Like, usually, like they say that like sunlight can affect it, which is why like. A lot of beers come in like dark bottles. You say to keep out of the sun, don't get it warm and then cold, and then warm again. 
been cold. You need, you need to go back and forth from being warm and cold. Yeah, and maybe, all. maybe. And, just... and the age is the other factor. And then, and then not all beer life, not all shelf life is created equal. Like I a suppose. lot of beers have like codes on them. So like, while it might have been brand new to you in terms of like only having it a couple of weeks, it could have been sitting on the store for four or five months. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, I suppose, man. I didn't even think about that. It was weird I though because it was two. I think it had to have been something that we did though because it was two different two different cans from two different breweries. And neither one of them were good anymore. And we're just like, ah, oh, dude, that's that's a lot of a lot of beer that is just ruined. That's worse, man. I got this fucking um, I got a hazelnut brown from Rogue in a can, six pack of cans. And um, it was the last six pack on the shelf. I had no idea that they'd been there for a fucking long ass time, which is why they're the last six pack on the shelf. And um, yeah, they were fucking skunky as shit, and I was really upset about it. But like, there's this weird like law in New Mexico where you can't return alcohol no matter what like you just can't bring it back to the store like if it's bad if it's skunky if it's defective no matter what like you're just not allowed to bring alcohol back to the store so i had to take that out it sucked weird just send it into the uh the store from the outside don't bring it back in just throw it through the window <laughs> discount hey, tire man. style <laughs> so uh destiny or mario maker what are we getting into first Destiny Maker. Destiny Maker. All right. Let's, yeah, let's talk about let's talk about Forge Mode coming to Destiny in Shadowkeep. Forge Mode, really? Did you hear about that? No, no, man. I've I like I've been so disconnected from reality this week, man. Educate me. Yeah, you like build your own crucible maps like in Halo. I'm just kidding. Really? Bullshit. That's not happening. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I was so excited, man. You could have kept this going too. Should, uh, uh, that'd be nice. Yeah, like you, you some stuff bitching about content. Make your own content. God damn it! <laughs> I, dude, I would, I would totally like. He just wants to build maps. Dude, I have a friend that does that in Halo Five. Like he, that's all he does. He doesn't even like actually play the game. He just fucking builds maps and like uploads them. I, I would seriously spend time building Crucible maps. One hundred percent. That would be some shit that I would do. And this is rusted lands in purple. Yeah, <laughs> you know purple and white. <laughs> you know what I would do? I would just build like all my favorite Halo maps and put them in Destiny. Imagine playing <laughs> Elimination on Lockout. You know what I mean? I would I would upload a map and then Cliff would be like, "Hey guys, this map isn't very good, but I'm just gonna put it up." And Cliff would Cliffs would like be functional and people would like go to play mine. And they'd be like, "Nope." <laughs> I, I just build music maps that play music as you fight. <laughs> uh, it's like first person trumpeting. Like uh oh, I hear Chumbawamba off to the left. It's <laughs> coming around on the flank. <laughs> like it'd, as it'd you like, as you move yeah, and slide, so it makes different tones. <laughs> it'd be like those fucking gravity lifts and shit, like a series of gravity lifts, like chasing down like exotic engrams and shit, bouncing through the map. <laughs> oh, dude, I love it. Um, did you guys, uh, was there any news in the TWAB? I know that they were at Guardian Con. I didn't even, no I don't even think. I think there was no TWAB this week. Okay. They put something out on, uh, Sunday. That was like a thank you. And here's yeah, okay. a bunch of stuff for Bungie oh, Day. Right. Guardian yeah. Con this weekend. Yep. I is there anything cool? Anything cool there? Uh, I you know, there. I. Bungie was there. I, the I uh. Bungie actually went up. I shouted out Drafty last week. <laughs> 
and I, you know, when Khan was on and I was like, hey, man, you got to you got to score me one of those 10 bottle openers that he has. Homeboy got two out of the 10 bottle openers. <laughs> so I have a bottle opener from Khan in route uh, that I will be able to bring down to Madison this weekend. Nice. Fucking, mm-hmm. fucking bullshit streamer perks, dude. Dude, no, <laughs> seriously though, shout out to Drafty for fucking making that happen. Like, I was just giving him shit, and he, and sure enough, like the next day, he like messages me, and he's like, "I got one." I'm like, dude, all right. He picked one up for himself and picked one up for me. So yeah, that was pretty awesome. That we had Con on right before he went to Guardian Con too. We got the uh, the heads up on. Those. So basically, we got a head start on getting those bottle openers. Yeah, right, right. It's pretty. It's uh, it's like a you know, um, silver metal colored bottle opener with like the his Dredgen logo on it. It's kind of cool. Can't wait to see it. Yeah, dude. Um, but that was the extent of my Destiny stuff this weekend. Did you guys get all your farming in? Uh, um, I got some in. I, I did until I ran out of the runes for the things that I needed. I um, finally got my Every Dawn fucking enhanced hand can loader mobility gauntlets, which is pretty cool. That's dope. I've, yeah, I, I never had any enhanced reloader gauntlets on anything, but uh, I already had all the other hand shit for the most part, like the ones that I wanted as far as like targeting and dexterity. And, um, yeah, so I was good on that. I just needed the gauntlets with the enhanced reloader, which I got. And then um, then I ran out of rooms just farming fucking ostriches. Didn't really get any good ones. Got a, a couple of okay ones, but nothing really to write home about. Do you do you think do you like that gun better than the one eighties? Uh, I don't know yet. I, I like them. Like I like the cadence of them. Like they feel more natural to me, I guess, because I, maybe because I spent so much time with better devils in year one, you know. But um, yeah, I I, I I like the 140s and I like that they can three tap. But everything else, I mean, I, I don't. I, I, the Austrian in particular has that familiar um, eyes on a recoil pattern, so that's why I like that one. But um, I do definitely. You're still gonna lose a gunfight to a not forgotten. You can still lose a gunfight to any 180 like up close if you miss a shot. You know, if you miss a shot, there's a really small room for air, uh, really small. Air with those, but uh, yeah, I, I like the Austrian personally. It's growing on probably, me too. Yeah, it'd be better if it was PC, obviously, like because those are the metal. But uh, console, yeah, I'd say, I mean, for 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 a 140 console legendary hand cannon, it's the best one easily. That's cool. Yeah, it's it's now my go-to primary when I'm running Twilight Oath. I'll throw that on there with it. Uh, you know, I don't like hand cannons, but it's it's grown on me. I don't get a ton of three taps, but when I do, I feel super special. It is nice when they start landing, man. When it starts clicking, like when you find that hand cannon that works, it it's it's great. What's the rule you got on yours, Rob? Let's see. Uh, I have storm rangefinder, accurate rounds, range masterwork. I think that's the yes. rule, right? Yeah, it's the yeah. rule. Some people yes. want. Yeah, see, I get Hammerforge, Accurize, Eye of the Storm. I get Demolitionist instead of Rangefinder, but I do have the Rage Masterwork on there. So it's like not that, as good, but that's Eye of the Storm, dope. you can definitely tell the difference for sure. Yeah. That's a fun gun to shoot. It feels it feels better than the other ones for some reason. I don't know if it's the recoil or the, like more stability or something, but uh, I haven't played with it very much. Have you been playing any Destiny or have you just had the Switch attached to your thumbs? I play a little bit. I mean, it's not a lot. I mean, I've done some strikes and 
the menagerie and things. I haven't really played any PvP. I keep I looked at my history and like I every like six days I play a PvP match that I quit in the middle of. <laughs> so that's pretty much how it's been going. <laughs> just like this sucks. We turn it off. Oh man. But um, but no, the menagerie thing's fun. That, that's kind of cool. Um, I'm sad that they're fixing it. Yeah, it's a shame they're going to get rid of it. You know, I don't think it's going to be that bad. It's to run the normal one now. It's thirteen, fourteen minutes at most. That's like a strike. You tell me you're not going to run two strikes for powerful gear if you want it, where you can pick the roles basically. Yeah, yeah, you can't farm it as hard, but I do like that you can pick pick your item, even if it's randomly rolled, which is fine. That's kind of cool, and you get tons of those um, menagerie token things you put together, whatever they're called. Yeah, the runes. The runes. Yeah. You know, I was like totally lost in the Nazi for like two weeks or whatever it was. I had no idea what was going on. It was just basically shoot shit, don't die. And it was it wasn't until like the past couple of weeks I started getting with like really good groups and like just randomly beating achievements that I didn't know were a thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> that was last night. <laughs> yeah, last night I think between two runs I got like six achievements done just because I just lucked out with the groups we were in. Like the blueberries and what we were doing, like everybody was competent and I did really well together. It's it's fun. It's it's a cool thing, and I'm a little sad that I didn't get to do it more, but like farm it more. I guess you could say I probably should have spent more time doing it. But I like the fact that you could pick your job for the powerful job, you know, based on your needs to reach max power. I mean, I'm still not there yet. Because uh, I'm super casual these days. I don't get to play as often as I used to. So, I mean, being able to choose my drop is a nice thing. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Yeah, I'm I still gutted, haven't booted uh, up. I'll go ahead. I said I, I was super gutted that we were running through a raid last week, too, and my, my power went out midway through, but we were flying through it. I was getting all kinds of powerful gear there. I probably would have hit max light on my second character if we didn't have the internet go out and the power and everything else. That was fun. That was a cool little raid. Also, would it surprise you that uh, our good friend Pale Hippo has all of the enhanced bow uh, perks now yeah. in his armor? That's go. good. That's good. It's funny. It's all about it. Yeah, how do you I, use two um, bows? At, how do you use two bows at once? I don't. I still don't quite understand. Like, what's the second bow for? Just. <laughs> <laughs> I, have no, I don't know. I don't. I don't know how to explain it. Why? I don't. I can't. He's so good why. with it. He makes it work so well. I'm like, I've tried it. I'm like, you just use one bow. Like, he he like switches if if he has to, right? I think it's just based on range. Range, maybe? perhaps. Yeah. yeah. Like he uses that uh, the one from the forge. What the fuck's it called? Lay monarch. Spi- uh, no, oh, the spiteful, spiteful, sp- spiteful fang. Is that what it's called? Yeah, the quick one, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Spiteful thing. He's spiteful thing, kinetic, and then in huh. the uh, in, in the energy slot, he's not even using the monarch anymore. He's using Trinity like, Ghoul. Trinity Ghoul. Like he's like the only dude I've ever seen him using <laughs> Trinity Ghoul on purpose. Like, <laughs> dude, but it's so he got me using that one night, and it was a ton of fun because if you can get the magic arrow to proc. Which is really fucking hard, but if you can get it to proc, it's amazing because you don't even have to shoot anyone. You just shoot it by their feet, and then it kills everyone like within arc bolt range. So, so what I, does it do? So if you get a, if you get a precision kill with it, yeah, it, 
charges that round. Yeah. So that's why it's hard because it takes two shots to kill someone. So you have to peek, shoot, and then peek and you land a headshot and then you get the special arrow. It, it's great for doing the uh, the bow strike thing where you yeah. have to kill like 10 enemies with a bow because you kill one and then you just shoot the ground and it kills everybody else. Then you can switch back to like a real gun. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a real it's gun like, that's situation. Why, yeah, it's, it's, I love that bow for that purpose it's weird though because it fires three if you don't draw it all the way back it'll fire three arrows and like a fan yeah which is bizarre so that's hard to get used to but yeah i i i'm just amazed that he can make make that setup work successfully too like yeah yeah yeah, that's crazy yeah i still haven't booted up my pc uh it's been what like a month since the dlc's been out now yeah, just you know, it wasn't even that like I wanted to get my guardian up to light so we could raid. Um, not which not, we haven't done since like the first night. Yeah, not not <laughs> thinking ahead and realizing that I was going to be gone every weekend in in uh, June and July. Um, but and, and so then I got my light up, but now it's just been a time thing like. I've been trying to trying to get some logos done for T-shirts, and then um, when I do play, I'm just like, uh, maybe I want to farm some more enhanced gear, you know, whatever it might be. So I don't know. Just time management, I guess. Yeah, uh, we'll get back to rating pretty soon because we got the uh, the triumphs. The year her moment of triumphs coming out tomorrow too, right? So oh, it's tomorrow. Holy shit! Yeah, there's gonna be like some of them tomorrow, and then I think other ones will pop over during like the the solstice of heroes or whatever the hell it is that they're doing. But so solstice of heroes is different than moments of triumph. It's yeah. like part of it. It's like the the summer the summer event that's gonna happen. And some of the stuff you get there will count for your moments of triumph. So, Solstice of Heroes, when we're going back and doing all the vanilla missions over again with like different modifiers and different like sets of armor that did weird things or some shit, right? Yeah, I didn't read a whole lot about it, so I haven't paid nearly enough attention. So, what do you think we're gonna do this time? Like redo like all like the Baron missions, but like at super hard difficulties? That'd be fun. That would be cool. That Solstice last year was that was like the best thing all year. Like trying to beat those missions. Um, it was it was, was kind of grindy. It got old after a while. I mean, if you're trying to get multiple gear sets, you know. Yeah, I, yeah. For grinding, I agree. But just like playing through, like I played through solo, and they were like really tough. And there's actually not a lot of difficult stuff in Destiny to do. I mean, it's like hard for a little bit, I guess, because of light level. But but um, but those felt like really tough missions, and it would take you know 30, 40 minutes each sometimes. The yeah. final one I couldn't even beat by myself. The 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 gall, well, I had to get something to help me. Um, so that was kind of re- it was sort of refreshing to get some like difficult, super difficult solo content. Yeah. Uh, did the uh, did the modifiers rotate or was it like a static modifier? How did that work? So I remember like sometimes like it was really difficult, like that one mission on Mercury when you're uh, like you know like when you're, when you're not in the shadow when you're like out in the sun like it, oh god fuck that mission. yeah. You know, they oh, were all just so rugged. They were but all like, just really high light, I think. Um, it wasn't modifiers, they were just really high light and the enemies were real tough. Okay. I think it's all it was was just difficulty. Um and it yeah, and you couldn't even like level up at that point, you're all capped out. 
So I forget what the armor gave you. I mean, armor gave you some kind of perk. I think like fast regen on grenades or something stupid. But um, but yeah, that final Gaulnish. I like ran out of ammo and all my weapons. I still didn't kill him. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, I know. Yeah, that that one. And they redid too. With the, they get put more tanks in. Which by the yeah. way, we need more tanks, please. Oh my yeah. god, like, no. Oh, I'd love the tanks. They should have. Did they have? A, are the tanks in the strike or the um the raids at all? Fight yet or now? No. Uh, oh, they should put. Is there a tank in that one? Scourge of the Past, yeah. There's, oh, yeah, 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 there is. There's, oh, yeah. A, there's a tank in the final encounter, and there's also... Um, there's a way you can spawn a tank in the first encounter. Uh, okay. Use that to ride around and kill the dudes. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I love those tanks. But, yeah. Um, Anything else, Destiny? Let's talk Mario. Uh, oh yeah, like a real game. Oh, I have one more Destiny thing. <laughs> nope, I, too I late. We already transitioned. Okay. No, I just have a question. So I, so I look at Reddit still. I peruse through. Why would our, you do that to our, yourself? Um, it's you know, it's like a self hate thing. Um, are like fusion rifles like the new thing now? Because I see like all these complaints of people like, oh, they're like bullshit and they're so easy to use and all stuff. So I wasn't yeah. quite sure. Are they like? like commonly used now in pvp yeah so i think i think what happened is two things one the gunsmith selling only gunsmith guns made it so people could get um better rentals that way and then now you can farm them with the menagerie too so people Uh, are are getting access to good roles and then realizing that this whole time fusion rifles have been very strong ah okay because i see a lot of pick up sniping and you don't have to worry about getting aped by shotguns from all ranges right now. Yeah. yeah uh, dude, that, okay. that quest totally fucking changed the meta. It's a trip how, like, it wasn't even necessarily anything they did with shotguns or snipers in particular in terms of buffs and nerfs. It was strictly just a quest that encouraged sniping. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, sniping. Yeah, and it's fun. Dude, it, it yeah, worked for me. Like, yeah. I, I haven't gotten the sniper yet. I think I'm a couple hundred... Um, points away because i just haven't been playing comp but it made me start sniping and i loved it dude like i love it it's fun and i was a lot better at sniping when nobody else was doing it (laughs) (laughs) now that like i have other guys in the same lanes that i'm in i'm like oh wait no you're not supposed to have one of those (laughs) yeah i'm terrible versus other snipers but i do great otherwise i got i i got the muscle memory back like of 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 flicking when i snipe like flipping, flicking the joystick, and I got pretty good at that. And I, I started like sliding corners and trying to snipe, and that's been fun too. Like I really enjoyed doing that, um, especially if there's another sniper there, because I, f- you know, I feel like it gives me somewhat of an advantage on them. Yeah, my favorite thing is when we get the uh, Equinox and Chuck is sniping. Yeah, fuck that map. <laughs> all right Cliff. yeah I, I don't think uh i don't think fusion rifles are markedly better i just think you see more of them out there you yeah. see more okay i just wasn't sure i was like all these people it's all this passive aggressive like it's really funny i love reading those posts it's like oh my thoughts on fusion rifles it's like hey you know i don't know like i mean uh I'm sure they're great and all, like for scrubs. Like that'll be like the post. I'm like, hey, <laughs> hold on. Like, I mean, they're not like real players or anything like that. I'm just like, come on, man. 
Yeah, you know, I saw this. I saw I played against this dude yesterday. He had a rental with like fifty four hundred kills on it or some shit in Crucible. I was like, damn, dude, that dude's a fucking rental OG on console. That's really it's crazy. Gun. It's a good gun, man. Yo, did you see when I checked my stats uh, last week? I had like sixty eight hundred kills with mine. Oh yeah, nice. It's crazy. I think my my number one weapon is still my better devils from year one. <laughs> but anyway. You know, the most dude, slept on was fucking DFA. That, that was a really good hand cannon. That <laughs> uh, that prosecutor, uh, that auto rifle, that trials auto, that was yeah. like that was in my top ten. It still is in my top ten. But dude, I use the shit out of that in year one because it's still like not being moved by other weapons. That's, that's such a good gun. I will say though, I do still like as far as sniping goes, man. The last word, I you don't see it very often, but man, I, I love that gun. It feels so good to you. Like, when you get a good kill with it, I don't know. There's something about, um, you have to pace your shots with it, but, man, I like that gun. Uh, Dex, let me know. Uh, our good friend Salty Dex, let me know that uh, Last Word can two-tap if you are empowered by the Lumina, or Luminara. Wow. Ah. Uh, oh, yeah, there's a new thing, right? The Luminala, yeah. Luminala quest or whatever? Yep. Yeah. The recluse one active, also with the empowering buff, is a point three time to kill. Jesus so. Christ! Oh wow, that's insane. Like, can you, my... Do you buff yourself? Is that how it works? Or you buff your teammates, no, you right? buff your teammates. You have to kill somebody with a hip fire, and then you have to hip fire your teammate with it to get uh, something like that. I don't know. I don't have it yet. So that how sounds close like are something you? I'm not going to do. Uh, I'm doing encounters when everyone has the rose, or where everyone can have the rose equipped, so I think there's still a few things after that. Uh, I don't know. I just worked on it yesterday, uh, for a couple hours, and pretty far along. It's a slow fucking grind, man. Takes a while. I'm on the hand cannon kills in PvP and make orbs step. And then that's All also right. the and they kill the invader, well. yeah. Oh, you have to play Gambit to get it, huh? You have to kill an invader within 10 seconds before they kill a teammate. So everyone that I saw talking about that was just hang out when they're about to invade with Truth and look for the spawn spots and just launch a Truth rocket at them as soon as you see them. So they, they have to kill someone? F- oh, no, before they, they kill somebody. Before they kill a teammate, you have to kill them. Okay. And within 10 seconds, so you can yeah. bomb rush them. But the invade time's like, what, 15 seconds? Yeah, it's not, it's not like... 10 seconds is a lifetime for an invader. Yeah, it seems like 10 seconds is fast, but when you look at it from, like, invade time, that's like half the... or three-quarters yeah. of the time that they're there, you know? <laughs> so you can get truth? Truth is back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was the last exotic quest. Okay, I have to do that one too. I think. Yeah, you uh, and me both, man. You, if you run the menagerie this week, at the end of it, you get a scrap of paper, and that's the truth quest. Oh, I guess you have to beat the boss there and start it up. I think I actually have the scrap of paper. I just don't think I've actually done anything with the quest yet. Dude, I, I, so I was just looking at my uh, PvP weapons for uh, from Charlemagne, and all my fucking kinetic weapons are all from Year One. 
TFP, Time One Inspired, DFA, Bitter Devils, and Vision Swing. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's year one. <laughs> yeah. Are all your secondaries out. from year two? Um, oh, only one of them have uh, Uriel's number one. My Twilight Oath is one kill behind it, though. So, <laughs> so I'm literally one kill behind Uriel's. Close second, uh, it's Twilight Oath. And then, uh, main ingredient in Phosphorus MG4, that 700 fucking <laughs> SMG. <laughs> That's a really cool one. And then, uh, Luna's Howl at 588. Okay. It's never really a This is interesting. All my shit's all still year one. Yeah, yeah it's, it's crazy that you would think that those numbers would move more, but. I know. Just played more back then. Yeah, I'll be honest. I mean, as much as people complain about year one, I, I kind of liked it better. Ooh. I mean, it had problems, but I don't know. There's something about it. I, I mean, the PVE side of it is better now. I really like PVE now. Maybe that's part of it. It's PVE so good. But I did not like year one PvP. I liked it. I, I mean, think it, this is this is the most balanced PvP has been, like, meta-wise in, like, Destiny's history, you know what I mean? And it's, while being the most balanced, has also been not, like, boring, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I, I think that year one D2 was balanced, but boring. This is balanced, but... I mean, not... Well, I mean, it got better, I don't know. I just Was it balanced, end, though? It. I mean, it was, like, Graviton Antiope for a well, long time. Of, or it Uriel's was. before that, you know? Well, they left I stuff. Know. They left stuff on top for a long time. Yeah. But but in the time, I like the time to kill being a little bit quicker. I think that's pretty cool, and the movement's a little faster. But it's just, I don't know. Like, eh, I don't know. Something about... I kind of like having... the. I got used to having gunfights, and I feel like you just don't seem as much anymore. I'm like, I don't know. That's like a D1 complaint, too, so... I've been seeing a lot of Ostringers and 140 hand cannons in, in a PvP lately. But while we're talking about PvP, I, I know I, I might have brought this up to you guys before, but because Astrosite versus a thing, how come we? How come I don't see more blink shoddy in the Crucible? Like why not? I don't get it. Like do people just not know how to do it, or is it just not good? Is it not viable? Because you think that like somebody that knows how to blink shoddy would just be shitting all over everybody. Nobody runs Warlock in PvP anymore, especially Void Warlock. Blink Blink is weird though, man. It, it, does it does it give the handling? Does it give you enough handling to ready yeah, your weapon? A, yeah, exactly. No, Can you ready your weapon like, though in the air though? Yeah, yeah. It's like instant handling, like. In blink, you keep your radar and you can blink further. Like it just totally encourages blink shoddy. Like here, everybody, go try blink shoddy. We're bringing that back. And I've literally seen one person doing it. Yeah, in comp, I saw one person doing it, and then never in quick play. I don't know. Maybe I'm just I haven't played enough. But people, I, I will say that I don't have Astrocyte first, <laughs> but why well, I haven't done it? But yeah, it kind of makes me want to play very much. I, I'm intrigued now. It makes me want to try it. Yeah, Dude, like, yeah, like, like I fucking. I dusted off the Warlock the first time since the season started to try to get it. Like I told myself, I think, okay, I'll know try to hit 650 first before I play any other character. You know, I want to get my 100 done, and then I'll switch, try to get that shit. I don't like close enough. I'm only like a couple of drops away, so I'm like, fuck it. Well, I can farm Menagerie this week. I'll actually try to hop my Warlock and farm some Menagerie, get some good drops, maybe get a lucky one or two, but... 
That's just fun, though. I don't know like, how they come on Hunt Domain, but Warlock is still fun, man. It's just still very funny Blink. TV. I mean, that's why I picked up a Hunter back in D1 was because I love Blink so much. It was such a cool movement, you know? Yeah. Um, especially early on. And then the cape. Cape's pretty cool, too. But I'd be willing to give it a go. I'm, I'm pretty close to <clears throat> Max Light at this point, so... I'll have to do it on, on Xbox, though, because I'm pretty sure my Warlock on PC is uh, non-existent. And it's pretty much just a Titan there. You know, man, all it takes is, like, one person to, to run Blink Shotgun and make a video, put it on, yeah. on the internet, yeah. and then it'll be everywhere. Yeah. And, then it'll be like, and then it'll be like, oh, we need to nerf. Nerf, nerf Blink, astros- yeah. Astrocyte yeah. first thing. My Reddit. thoughts on Blink Shotgun. <laughs> the Reddit post. <laughs> Um. All right, let's talk. Let's Cliff. Let's talk about your shit. Let's talk oh, about yeah. your game. Mario, dude, it's pretty cool, man. So, all right. so there's two so, things that happened. Uh, yeah, right, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just gonna say. So we're going from Wii U, so <laughs> like old ass technology, and now it's on a Switch, and you have it in your hand. I mean, so yeah. Give so it to me. The technology is um. So the problem with Wii U, if people don't aren't familiar with the console, is it's like a box that you plug into the wall, and then it has like a handheld console that you have to stand within like three feet of the box, which is how it was like insane. Um, and so the Switch is kind of the same thing; you can go anywhere with it, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. The other, but the big change in the Mario Maker, so they added a lot of stuff to it. It kind of runs the same. I mean, it just runs. It's the same game. It's not super. It's not like a. It's a 2D platformer game. Like, there's not a lot to it. So it runs just as well. Um, the, uh, the big change is that people own Switches and nobody ever bought a Wii. So, like, before you, so, and, so Mario Maker had this crazy following and apparently no one who watched videos or went to streams owned a Wii U. Cause you'd go to these streams with, um, with like, a th- you know, there'd be like a thousand people, two thousand people in a stream. And there's like, you know, it's like viewer levels and there's like 50 levels in the queue, right? So you could put your level in and get it played and everyone sees it. And now you go and there's like 6,000 people in stream and like 10,000 levels in queue. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Dude, it's like, so everyone, and it's also new. So everyone's like making a ton of levels and stuff. But so it's just like exploding. And um, people are like freaking out because they want like their levels played. So they're like going all over the place and there's, it's just like a constant annoyance um so because you got like mario maker club can you just go in there and swing your fucking level making dick and be like look i'm fucking cliff's bad god damn it you mean who ya fucking i'm who ya who ya i'm fucking who ya bitch get the fuck out of here so i know so like so i know like three or four like low level stream like i kind of know people or they know me you know what i mean so you kind of so i kind of can a little bit like i'm in some discords and stuff um, like those tea town guys, I'm like, I sent them a level. I'm like, yo, play this. And so we'll do it. So that's kind of cool. But, um, uh, oh yeah. So I had to change. So I can't be on the Hooya account anymore. My kid made me change. He made me get my own account. <laughs> he's like, uh, yeah, he's like, you should him get his own account. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, it was his account. So I'm like, you can, and it, the name, the username was still available. So he got it. So I think I picked, I just did Cliff's Bab on the, on the um, I was gonna do Spliff Cab, and then I was like, there, there's this uh, YouTuber named uh, Grand Pooh Bear who's pretty funny, pretty good, and apparently, like at some point, Nintendo just deleted all his levels because he had Pooh in his name. 
So oh, like, geez. So I was like, yeah, they're like, Nintendo doesn't mess around. They don't like give a shit if you buy their game or play it. Like they're like amazing how little they care about like that kind of stuff. But, um, uh, yeah, so I was like, I'm going to go with something that's like not super controversial. Yeah. So you're the, the level designer formerly known as Huya. Yeah. He's still <laughs> on there making levels. It's just not mine. So, but it's all right. It doesn't matter. No one really pays attention to that. But, um, but yeah. So anyway, so yeah, you can. So I know a few people I can send stuff to, which is kind of cool. But it's just crazy. You get in the streams now, and it's like it's all jam packed. And this one dude had to, uh, he, this guy Danny B, he's, he's pretty cool, and he's almost like a teacher now because he's like everyone just shut up and chat. But um, but he had to actually disable his Q command because people kept spamming it so much. See when they they were in line, that he just like disabled it. So if you type Q now, it times you out of the out of um. <laughs> and it's in his like in his description, he's like, "Do not spam Q or I'm." disabling your chat you know so that's, that's awesome funny. dude so but i, like I mean it. it's cool it's really cool it's just there's like this huge influx of people so and um and then the other funny thing so there's a lot of cool new stuff a lot of cool new things to build with there's 3d world which is pretty con which is pretty cool it's got like this cats i don't really understand how it works but there's all kinds of crazy stuff people are doing with it um i mean a big thing right now is everyone's trying to find out all the cool new techniques like how to do these there's these weird new shell jumps these things where you um they're called palmet airs, where as you hold a pal, you can jump in the air. And with certain inputs, you can drop it below your feet and then jump off it. I mean, I don't know how to do it, but people have figured it out. So they're, like, putting that shit in their level now to drive me nuts. Um, but it's all these crazy new techniques and all these new glitches people are trying to figure out. So that's sort of happening now. People are building levels. Um, uh, what's the other thing I was going to mention? Um I don't know. I don't remember. Anyway, so yeah, so that's what I'm doing is playing. Super so, Mario. do you when you Anime go to play a level, do you oh, have a ahead. do you have to do you have a specific controller that you use, or do you just use the Joy Cons? So I I primarily so I'll use the um the Pro controller for the Switch. Okay. It has a, it has a f- problem on some of them where it will introduce like if you're pressing right, it'll do up inputs, which will mess you up sometimes. And there's like a weird fix for it, but I haven't had that issue. So Switch has a really cool feature where you can actually test your inputs. You can go to a screen and press all the buttons, and it'll show you the input you entered on screen as you're doing it. So you can oh. kind of like fiddle through it to check to make sure everything's working right, which is okay. really cool. That's cool. I really like that feature. Um, so I haven't had that problem, but but I mean, the Pro Controller is pretty good. People really like the PlayStation Controller, believe it or not, because it has a good D-pad and like a nice playlist to hold. Um, I also bought for tw- – I will recommend this thing um, – it was 20 bucks. It's Hori, H-O-R-I. Uh, it's a left Joy-Con with a D-pad on it. Um, oh, that's nice. It's, it's not for... Dis- I don't know. I can't. All right, well, I can't show you because I can't see my camera, but but it's not for... Uh, <laughs> it looks just like the Joy-Con. Instead of these stupid buttons, it has a little D-pad you can use. Yeah. And it's not... Um, it doesn't work on a, like, wirelessly or whatever, but it's like 20 bucks. It's super cheap, and it works beautifully. So that's what I use now. How does the PlayStation controller work with it? Does it just link up, or do you have to have it tethered? You need an adapter. There's a special okay. adapter. Hori makes an adapter for it. Um, but the PlayStation controller, because of where the D-pad is, you know, like the, the thumbsticks are in like an awful place. Yeah, D-pad's in a great place for when you're uh, playing. So a lot of people use that, um, especially if they like big hands, because a lot of the controllers just the D-pad's in an odd location. Um, yeah, so that Hori left Joy Joy-Con thing is great. So I'm a big fan of that. Um, and I just play in handheld all the time. 
And I make in hand in handheld making is great. You just need a um get yourself any kind of stylus that works with a with a um any kind of touchscreen, like iPad touchscreen or or Android or whatever. They're like three bucks. You can get them on Amazon. Get one of those and you're good to go. It's all the tools you need. Do you uh, so you use a stylus to design? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So in handheld you can use a stylus. One of the problems um it so they built so when you're not in when you're docked, you have to use the Joey um the controller to to build <laughs> and it's like there's all kinds of weird button presses to get you around the screen and i think it's not too bad once you get used to it but it's a little cumbersome uh but the problem is that if you're like streaming or making videos the only way to record is in dock mode there's no way to oh. record switch if you're in handheld so like streamers are that's pretty much how they have to do it if they're like going to build on stream with people um so that's kind of annoying and if you're recording anything cuz i'll record videos you have to do it in dock mode and then play on a screen or something like that, which has kind of messed me up a little bit. But um, but yeah, I I'm like strictly handheld. I mean, the Switch in general, I just do handheld. There's no yeah. real reason. I mean, I'm gonna if I'm gonna play a game, I'll just put in the Xbox or something. If I'm gonna play on a big screen, in fact, on the big TV, it looks terrible. Uh, like OG Mario with all the, despite the resolution and all that kind of stuff, it looks really bad, like blown up. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> The the Nintendo games are, are like that too, like the emulators. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. I, it's built for him, man. It it feels so good and it responds so well. Um, yeah, I'm super digging it. My kids have kind of fallen off the uh, video games since it's summer, um, but I might have to pick that up for them, like uh, come fall or winter when they start getting uh, mm-hmm. you know, trapped inside again. So they they introduced the new. It's like there's like a versus mode, which you can do locally or online, although the online's super laggy. But uh, so basically you have a level and you can have two people playing at the same time. Oh, that's cool. And it's and it's there's like people have built versus levels that you can kind of de- like you can get like highly rated ones and stuff and you can download them to play. And it's pretty fun. Like it gets a, it can be a little tricky, but it's super fun with kids because um, you can bump into each other. And it's I don't know. It's a good time. Do you need two switches or you can play two people? You can do locally on one switch. It's, nice. it's single screen though, so you have to kind of stay on the same screen together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so if they fall behind, they kind of will respawn, sort of on your screen. Um, I think online it's not single screen. I, I guess I don't even know. But their online servers are pretty bad, so it's it's one of the jokes is how laggy it is. The online play, um, the online versus play, solo yeah. plays. Just you just download it and play it. Um, but yeah, no, it's pretty good. They have a, and the I'll, here's another kind of neat advancement is um, they have this new random challenge where you just like play levels endlessly, right? Uh, before they had like a hundred Mario challenge, we played six levels with hundred lives. Or it's I mean, it's basically the same thing. The cool new feature is that the levels are actually pretty good. <laughs> like in the on the Wii U, for whatever reason, they were like one out of every five levels was like pretty fun to play, and the other four like were just terrible. They were just mean and trolly, and they just like they were just bad. And I don't know if it's I don't know what the deal is if they have a better rating system or their or their algorithm is better. But you're getting levels that are actually like people put some time and effort into. I mean, they're not all like winners, but um, but they're worth playing. I actually will play them. So that's, that's cool. Kind of fun. That's kind of a cool feature. Yeah, be a good way the, um, to teach a kid platforming. Yeah, it's fun. <clears throat> the, I will say that that the the worst thing that they did is um. Is uh, so Nintendo just doesn't believe people have friends, 
And so they don't bother, like, they assume, like, no one has any friends. That's why you have a Nintendo. Hmm. And yeah. so there's, like, no real good way to, like, connect with people. Um, even sharing levels, like, <sighs> like, you have to type in a nine-digit code. I mean, they improved it because it was a 12-digit code. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's that's an improvement. Um <laughs> But you have to type a goddamn code in. And, and they had created a website, a bookmark website previously, which is still there for Mario Maker 1, where you, um, you have an account. You can link your account to your, your uh, console. And if you, want to, if you want someone to play a level, you'll send them a link, and they just click the link, and it will bookmark it and send the bookmark to their uh, console to play, which is actually kind of nice, right? So streamers, you could just type add and your link, and it would just show up in their list of levels to play. Um, that's still there for Mario Maker 1. It's still active. You can still look at it. It records stats of like how many plays you have, how much, how many like stars you get, things like that. Mario Maker 2, they didn't, they released a goddamn game without a bookmark site. That's weird. So you can only access your stuff through your, your Switch. And if you want it, if a streamer wants, um, a level, they have to actually type the code in on stream. <laughs> um, and so they've built like a bunch of like tools to kind of help them like collect and like randomize levels and stuff, but. But there were all these like great. There was an API, and it was it worked really well. Like you could just go in and type a bunch of commands, and you could load up their level, and it would like automatically pull out like um, like they could even set up so that like oh I'm gonna play a random subscriber level that's watching. So there'd be a bunch of stuff in queue, and it would randomly pick out. You know, you had to be watching on stream and um and be a subscriber, and it would randomly pick a level out and just like pop it in their screen without any work, and like all that's gone. So. I wonder. I wonder why they they opted not to do that. Maybe it's like a feature that they <sighs> hope to push. I think it's going to come later. I guess. Um, the and the original bookmark site came out like a few months after the original Switch launch, but or the original Wii U launch. But um, you think it's like Destiny? Man. You think they'd learn? Like it's yeah. Like it's like and it's it's like a fundamental thing of this game. They just didn't bother building it. So. When a game is based around community creation, like to that extent, you would think that that would be their focus. It's all about share, and like I'm in Discord, like all the levels I play now, I just go to a bunch of Discords, and they have level exchanges. You just put your stuff in, say what it is, and if it looks cool, you play it. You know, That's and cool. so now I just have to type in codes, and then also I have the time I write my code down wrong, so it's it's a nightmare. <laughs> you and need it. Be you a know. new thing though. Uh, it's it's it's. Uh, it's rampant. Although they did do a funny thing. They they um disabled so you can either have none of the codes have O. I think O is disabled. They're all just zeros. So anything that matches a number or a letter, they've disabled the letter version of it, I think. So there's no Z, no O, I forget what else, no I. Or none of those letters show up in the codes. To make it a bit easier. But that's so nice. that was actually you think like if they're gonna put that level of effort into like designing their coding system. <laughs> they build a, They just like have an IT dude like build a bookmark level. You know, I mean, it's just a database, and I don't know. It can't be that hard. But eh, we'll, we'll see. It'll probably come. Hmm. Um, cool, man. Well, anyway. you can uh, you can start weeding out all the shitty levels, and when I pick it up, you can you can uh, start sending good ones my way. Oh, you gotta get it, man. I'll build. I'm telling you, I build levels for like one person in mind. Everyone's like trying to get millions of plays. I'm like, I just have one person I want to play this level. <laughs> I'll build you some. I'll build you some stuff. I like it. I like it. Um, we'll have to start out easy because uh, I'm horrible at platforming, and my daughter is just as bad. Nah, you just need some practice. It'll be just fine. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, the other thing with the game, uh, the best part of that game is you get a level, and it it's it takes you like 30, 40 minutes to beat. Those are the best levels. Like they're you can do it, 
it takes a fair amount of time and grinding and learning, but that's the way you, that's the way that game's meant to be played. Yeah. Not like it takes two minutes, not like it takes nine hours, but, um, like a good 30, you know, you pick it up, play for 30, 40 minutes, beat one level and you're done. That's how it works. And it Ooh. feels good to, to, to do that. Rob, he has faith in me that I can learn to uh, do this. What do you think? Is that a fair assessment? Uh, I just figure he'll send you the two or three minute levels and mm-hmm. you can turn them into 40 minute levels. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. I got, I got, I'll, we, we got it. There'll, there'll be one spot to die, like and fall to your death, and it'll still take me 45 minutes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway, that's my Wii U talk. Or, uh, I <laughs> I like it, dude. I'm glad that it came out. Sounds like uh, sounds like they did some good things. So, um, do you guys play anything else this week? Are you playing Gwent or anything? Oh my god, I'm hooked. Really, uh, really. So, there's a seasonal mode, which is like the the casual thing you can do if you're not grinding rank, and it has like different different abilities, and you know, sort of a different type of gameplay. So you use cards that you don't use in regular games that aren't, you know, competitive in the competitive scene. So currently the uh, the seasonal mode is super fun and I'm trying to unlock all the stupid uh, all the stupid swag that comes with doing well in the seasonal mode. And then when I need to break from that I'll go play comp. So I'm running my comp score up again too. I think I'm up to like rank fifteen. I started at twenty five, so getting there. Um, but yeah, uh, tonight was like, oh, I could go farm the menage for one more day, or I can go run my daily bounties in Gwent, and I chose Gwent. So I'm enjoying it quite a bit. That's good, man. They've uh, they've made some good changes, then I take it. Yeah, and I think the fun part about the seasonal mode too is there's you can net deck it, but that doesn't like actually affect your ranking at all. So it's more fun to build your own decks there and try out cards that you never try out anywhere else. So I've built a competitive deck without looking at anybody else's build for this one. I think tonight I played eight games and I won all eight of them. So wow, that's it's fun. That's just nice fun challenge. Chuck, you've been you've been playing the the real cards too a little bit, haven't you? No, just Thursdays. Just Thursdays, little Magic the Gathering on Thursdays with some old homies. That's what do you guys a, play exactly? Uh, we just play just straight, most of the time it's just a straight up like two headed dragon type 2v2. We call it Double Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we play Double Dawn. Um, but it's funny because like the same dudes we've been playing, like, I don't know, probably about all together, like everybody shows up. Which never happens, but everybody showed up, probably about seven or eight people, maybe less. Maybe yeah, closer to five or six now. But let's say everybody shows up, five or six people. Usually it's only like two, maybe three or four of us at the most. And we just play different variations. Um, most of the time it's usually like head up or do like a freeway, like a free-for-all type. Or It's weird because like we've all been playing. It's the same group of people for like ten years now. And... Um, we've kind of created our own like little meta, like with our own little group. You know what I mean? Like, like none of us could go and play in like an actual tournament because, like, the meta we play, it's like more of like a long form like game. You know, like games take a long ass fucking time. Like right. you have to get, like you have to get the five six mana for like for shit to actually start happening. And by that time, <laughs> like everybody's built so much shit up, it's like 
like you're playing for like a long game you know like it, it takes a fucking while and that's just our little local meta that's just crazy so um it, it's fun it's enjoyable um but it's really just an opportunity to hang with fucking IRL friends that you know I don't fucking otherwise see. I mean, had a lot of friends, and you know, as 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 we all grow up, you tend to lose a lot of friends, like one way or another. And it's just our way that we still keep in touch and hang out. Uh, actually, been getting back into disc golf though, man. Fucking Justin inspired me a little bit, man. You're talking about that shit on the, his last few episodes. A fucking distinguished gentleman. Um, I played a lot of disc golf for several years, like two three times a week for a good 15 years or so and um i hadn't played a lot since my daughter since my daughter was born in 2014 i'll be maybe only paid like played like maybe two or three times like after she was born and um about a month ago i went out like on a sunday morning we we're on our way to this little fucking farmer's market thing so went and played a quick little nine holes and caught the bug again and Another buddy of mine hit me up this past weekend and said hey man let's go play so we went and actually played on the fourth it was cool man it was fun. Really good time. I've, uh, Justin I've, just started his, uh, his just golf channel, YouTube channel today. Did he actually come out with the video? Uh, he posted yeah. something about, he posted yeah. something about it on Instagram. Earlier. He's got his first one out there, uh, for his Mondo disc golf, uh, channel. So he's got <laughs> his mystery box opening. Hmm. That's cool, man. Uh, yeah. Check that out. I've never, uh, I've never played disc golf, man. But it's, it's- it's crazy because I totally figured you would be the disc golfing type. You know what I mean? It does I, seem like your style, dude. I I mean, we used to throw the shit out of the frisbee when we were in high school. You know, just go to the park and smoke cigarettes and throw fucking frisbees back and forth. And oh, disc you know. golfers sure do love smoking. <laughs> 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 you fit right in, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> all right well maybe uh, it, was, it, was, dude. it was a trip though yeah like we went uh, like i went with my buddy on fourth of july and i was like i told him i was like look man i'm way down to go but only if we go at 7 a.m because i'm not gonna be outside after 9 a.m on purpose today it's gonna be too fucking hot like i'm not i'm not doing it and he's like no it's cool with me he, he's got a job where he has to wake up early for it so yeah, it was a normal thursday so it didn't feel like out of place to wake up early and head down there you know it's like this park like way downtown it takes about a half an hour to get there from my house but yeah it was cool but it's sort of like we got there like seven o'clock and there was fucking like 30 dudes there already playing golf they had like this like little tournament or some shit it was kind awesome of cool. But yeah, 30 dudes on a fucking, on 4th of July on a holiday, fucking at 7 o'clock in the morning. I'm trying to beat the heat. Yeah, that's cool though, man. Well, maybe when we come down uh, in October, man, maybe we can go uh, go play a little round. You can hey, introduce you guys me to it. That. <laughs> uh, drop me off at Boxing Bear on the way. <laughs> hey, man, they open a new tap room downtown. It's like five minutes from that park. <laughs> Cool. I'll wait for you guys there. <laughs> <laughs> um. So today was the start of the weight loss contest number four. It is the sexy summer bod fitness challenge. Um, this time around, it's us. Uh, Jay is throwing in his hat. So Amp has a discord. Gaming Adventure Club is stepping back up again. And uh, Distinguished Gentleman. Um, as well hosting for the fourth uh, contest with us. Um, So it started today, Monday, July 8th. It goes until Saturday, August 31st. 
Uh, each Discord will have a chat room. Um, rules and links are posted in the chat room. It is free to join. The Discord with the highest percent of weight loss is crowned the sexiest summer bod Discord. Uh, Hella prizes being given away. Again, we're giving away a t-shirt, and our new t-shirt shop is in full swing. Uh, I'll probably publish the official link for it. Um, I don't know, probably probably next week, sometime around our two year. Um, if you're uh, if you're a cunning person, you can probably find it. Um, Amp is giving away a t-shirt. Just some guardians is giving away a potentially used white t-shirt with JSG written on it in marker. We're gonna have to talk to uh, Elmer Fudd about getting one of those uh, Costco tees like uh, Chuck's rocking there. Oh, um, like Kirkland Fresh, bro. Yeah, dude, some Kirkland Fresh. But after after uh, after Fudd's gone and worn it like on his mail route for a week or two, uh, distinguished gentleman is giving away a custom made. I hope you fuck forever t-shirt. Uh, Gaming Adventure Club is giving away a gift card uh, for PSM, Xbox Live, Battle.net, or Steam. And Xanafan, getting back into the music, is going to make a custom song for a winner. And then on top of all that, Jay has implemented the AMP 200 Miles of Summer Challenge. Anyone who hits 200 miles in total, whether it's run, bike, walk, swim, skateboard, kayak, treadmill, stationary bike, arc trainer, elliptical, or whatever the fuck else you want to use to make some miles, um, do it during this round. So you have until August 31st and you get entered into a drawing for a special shirt. Um, Everyone else who hits the 200 miles will be given the link to the shirt so they can buy it if they want, uh, but someone will get one for free. So that's pretty dope. And uh, props to everyone for just, you know, throwing in money to help try and get people, um, you know, fit. It's was pretty that, dope. Cool. Was cool. Yeah. In that 200 mile challenge, was public transit in that 200 mile challenge? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, um, was it, I didn't, it was a long list. So he, you'll know. have to talk to Jay about All that. Because right, uh, I'm sure he's a supporter of public transit. So we'll have to see what he You know, like you're not. That. You're I not do believe doing he drives the, a big truck. Ooh. He, he, he does. Yeah. He's, got really, he's got a really guy. small steering wheel, though, like the lowriders. You know, they made out of chains. <laughs> he's got like he's got like uh like one of the Mario Kart wheels from uh from Switch, like as his actual steering wheel and his giant fucking dually that has a lift on it. Uh, <laughs> he needs to put. He needs to like harness himself. Like a rock climbing harness when he climbs up into the truck. <laughs> he can fall down. Uh, phone books aren't safe, you know, but harnesses are. Um, okay. Um, Jay's going to fucking hate me for, uh, for making fun of him. Um, yeah. Okay. We, I, you know, we got to give him shit once in a while, right? It can't he's, just all be the best guy. butterflies. He is, I, uh, you know, he is the best guy. Um, He's real good at surviving earthquakes. Yeah. Mm, this is true. So, um, our good buddy Laz sent us an email in the middle of the month last month, and uh, as in like June. Yeah, yeah, in, in the middle of June, and uh, I, I emailed him back and said, "All right, I got it saved for this episode," and then. Um, and then a bunch of weeks went by, and I kept emailing him back saying, oh, sorry, forgot about it. So this week, we're answering Laz's email. It only took almost a month, buddy. Um, but here we go. 
Better be a good email for all this buildup. <laughs> I have no idea. I haven't even read it. Uh, <laughs> hello. So how do you feel about? <laughs> <laughs> hello, PTP hosts. Last Friday, my wife and I went to a local brewery called Slop Brewing for a movie viewing and a dinner. They showed Back to the Future and gave us a three-course meal in which each course having a beer paired with it. The beer I wanted to mention was their Disco Blast Off Northeast IPA. It's brewed with milk sugar, uh, malted oats, and flaked oats, and has a distinct orange marmalade and grapefruit zest along with peach rings. Those are fairly specific descriptions, I must say, but as a scientist lawyer, I do appreciate their accuracy for this beer certainly had all of the above-mentioned flavors with just a slight touch of bitterness one expects from an IPA. Sloop Brewing has a lot of wacky IPAs on their menu, and they're constantly rotating their taps, so expect more Sloop reviews from Laz Household in the future. Laz, it's been almost a month, and uh, we don't have any more, so get on that shit. Uh, Disco Blastoff gets 89 atomic numbers out of 118 from me, and a hearty fuck IPAs from the misses. Smiley face. You said peach rings, like, like the gummy, like, two for a dollar fucking bag of candy peach rings? Uh, now I gotta go back and, uh, and find it. Uh, he said... There's a lot, there's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Well, uh, grapefruit zest along with peach rings. Peach rings. Like, you know, like the little gummy peach. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Haribo. If they made an IPA that tastes like peach rings, I'm intrigued. Yeah, I'm into that. I could go for some, like some gummy bear beer. Some skittle brow. Skittle brow. Yeah. I mean, with that Swedish fish beer, though. <laughs> um. So digging back deeper into emails that I have uh, not been good about reading. Is there a Swedish fish vodka? That'd be, that'd be pretty <laughs> there good. should be. There should be. You know what? Is there one? Why don't you there just there, buy right? a bag of Swedish fish and a bottle of vodka and make your own? What if we buy Zima and put put a Jolly Rancher in it? You know, Zima sounds like a good idea, and it's the worst idea. <laughs> I remember it's when that came malt, out. It's a malt beverage, dude. Like, I remember when expect? that came out when I was in high school, and everyone's like, this is the greatest thing ever. Yeah, and like, yeah. The next morning, we're like, this is not a good thing. No. Dude, it's like the first time you, you like got Mike's Hard Lemonade, right? And you buy a six-pack of it, and then you drink the six-pack of it, and then your stomach yeah. hates you because it's just fucking sugar yeah, but, sitting in your stomach. But, you, but you're not a pussy because it says hard on it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it's hard lemonade. <laughs> anyway, I did, I did, fan. I did try the, uh, the White Claw shit, right? Because I've been, you know, with, like, the diet and everything, my... my uh, my liquids have basically been like water, coffee, LaCroix, and bubbly. So I'm like, well, fuck, dude. You know, this is a sparkling hard beverage, and I've grown accustomed to sparkling beverages, so maybe I'll like it. Nope, not for me. That uh, that shit was hot garbage, in my opinion. You know, White Claw's made by the same people as uh, that's, uh, Sam Adams. Oh, is it? Yep. Yeah, everyone else seems to like it, but it's not my uh, it's not my cup of tea. Well, that's good because I picked you up a six pack of Jamaican me crazy. Uh, Jamaican me happy. Jamaican me happy. Christ, that's dude. what it is. Yeah. Did you actually weekend. pick up a six pack of Jamaican me happy? I did not. Okay, good. 
<laughs> we don't we don't need that in our lives anymore. We didn't lose any PvP bets this year. You know, you know what? They, they make, that uh, shit. I think this meant not yet. Dude, they make they make twenty four ounce cans with like a harder like like a hard version of Jamaican Me Happy. It's like seven percent alcohol. It's like a twenty four ounce can of that shit. It sounds like a good way to vomit. Just like pull the label off this four loco underneath of it. You're like what? Um. <laughs> All right, so uh, digging back further, Arisen Phoenix sent us this email um, maybe twice as long ago as Laz's email, so I should probably read that, right? Um, No, he was really good. He sent us a bunch of beer reviews, and it just uh, got sidetracked. So Um, He writes, My wife hates this beer. Or No, I'm sorry. My wife hates beer, but her first comment was that this beer is worth $15 we paid for this. This is a Troegs bourbon barrel aged Troganator double bock. Uh, this is one of the few beers where I feel like the label is accurate to the flavors that I'm getting from it. An extended stay in bourbon barrels has transformed this ferociously loved double bock into a nuisance layered cake of toasted coconut, creme brulee, and whiskey soaked oak. Being that this beer is a 9.8% beauty, I should finish up this beer review before it becomes gibberish. So if you come across this beer and have the cash, I highly recommend giving it a shot. Five out of five mouthgasms. So 15 bucks a bottle, but dude, I would try it because toasted coconut creme brulee and whiskey soaked oak sounds amazing. Um, so it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's T R O E G S. Um, Trot. Yeah. What is that? Trogues or Trogues? Trogues? Yeah, Trogues. bourbon barrel aged Troganator double bock. Okay. I've so I have a dippery. They're pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Mix. I'm. Uh, I, I kind of want to go to uh, go check out Total Wine and see if I can find it, dude. I'm letting them know that uh, you know, thanks for the email that you sent me. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm finally reading like, it. When's the last time you looked at the email? <laughs> I, I look at it every week. I just forget to put it in show notes. So, okay. uh, Fluffy is straight up Ron Burgundy. If it's on the show notes, he's not going to remember <laughs> to talk about it. If it is the show notes, he's going to read it word for word, which is why I have to correct all his typos. I uh, I just I get in the moment and uh, I just kind of um, forget everything else in the world. So it's understandable. There was uh, a real worry he was going to talk about a jade rabbit uh, a few weeks ago. Rabbit. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, we did. I forgot to ask for listener questions, but we still got one from our good buddy Ponch, and uh, oh, we purposely kept it a secret. So I'm not ready for this. Uh, Ponch writes: Average gamer here, which sound is better? Nessie telling his dog Dexter to shut up, or Wolfhound's motorcycle gang speeding away in the background? It all comes down to whether Wolfhound has his uh, headset charging or not, so you have the hum to go with the, <laughs> the motorcycle gang. Uh, um, otherwise, it's Dexter. Shut up. Yeah, Dexter. Uh, Dexter, the shut the fuck is up. C, which is uh, Jmar's fan. Oh, oh my god, god. Jmar's fan. <laughs> fan is maybe the worst. It is. But but it's Jmar's fan accompanied with your own echoing voice out of his fucking headset. I think my favorite part about that is Jmar just doesn't give a fuck. No, he doesn't care at all. Like he's totally fine with it. You guys have to deal with it. Yeah. (laughs) 
All right, fair. At least you're telling us straight up right away. <laughs> it's, like he, it's like he basically has like one of those big ass fucking fans that used to like inf- inflate those fucking bouncy houses. Like, <laughs> <on his> <laughs> just, just like hooked to the back of his chair. <laughs> yeah. uh, in other news, uh, July 20th, so about uh, 12 days from recording this, um, our good f- friends at Barely a Destiny show, or Barely ADS, I'm sorry. Um, so this will be two Saturdays from now. They are hosting a Twitch fundraiser. They're raising money for podcast hosting fees and other things related to podcasting. So that's going to be at 3 p.m. Eastern time on 720. Uh, if you're around that Saturday, you should uh, check my homeboys out and... Uh, Help him, help him out if he can, or at least support the show and get the word out there. Um, so this weekend, someone hacked my Netflix while I was out of town, and I'm not really sure how they did it, because you need access to email to hack Netflix. But uh, I woke up uh, on the 5th, I think, and I had, I had emails uh, in my Google inboxes like... Um, your password has your your password has changed. Your password has changed. Your username has changed. Your email address has changed, and they just went in and just changed everything. Well, that's not great for you. No, no. So I had to call Netflix. Like I couldn't even do anything like uh, online because they had changed the email address and everything. So like I couldn't even like reset my account or anything. I had to like physically call them and have them switch my shit over and. And unlock everything. And the dude's like, well, they have access to your email. So I'm like, oh, great. Oh, that's wild. Yeah. And then like. Don't click on links from uh, <clears throat> Fingers MD. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm very good about that. I think just in my line of work, like we have to do so much fraud and, um, you know, all sorts of security training all the time and go to conferences. So I'm I'm pretty like overly aware about that stuff. But. Um, I'm almost wondering if they hacked my router because both of my PCs, when I turned them on today to like do some shit with my phones and then do some drawing, like my drivers were all fucked up and the computers were acting weird. So I don't know if they like just remoted in like through a bad, through a bad patch in uh, my neck gear stuff and, and did it that way or not, but hmm. definitely interesting, man. Well, to- on a positive note, uh, their internet's so bad in Australia, they probably wouldn't be able to do much with their Netflix anyway. Yeah, <laughs> so. I mean, that's where it said it was from, but I mean, it, they obviously knew what they were doing, so they probably just had it pinged, you know, through a thousand different back channels. So it says Australia, but it's really like my neighbor next door or something. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you, you, yeah you talked to shit about his lawn, so he decided to hack your Netflix. Hey, we came home and they mowed their lawn today or uh, this weekend, so it was great because I think it was approaching like the two foot mark. So it's funny too because they don't give a a shit with your lawn shaming, dude. It's funny because they just don't give a shit. So like they don't bag it or anything. So they'll literally let like they've mowed their lawn twice this year, and they'll literally let it get like almost two feet high, and then they just go mow through it. So then there's just piles of like dead grass, like in lines up and down their lawn. But you know, uh, what? on a side note, I need to rake my lawn tomorrow so I don't get <laughs> shit on Thursday about having dead grass laying out there. Hey, hey man, I said it before. If the if my biggest complaint about my neighbor is his fucking grass, I have a pretty great life, man. I really don't fucking care. It's just funny. 
I don't know. I kind of want everyone to take pictures of their lawn when it gets out of control and tweet them to you (laughs) so you can lawn shame them on Twitter. Well, uh, so here's the thing. I've never owned a nice lawn and we moved into a house and the dude that lived here before us like that. He was one of those people that's that's all he cared about. So now I have a nice one. So like I'm putting in the effort to try and keep it nice because I didn't have to like I started out with something really nice instead of like just starting out with crap like my old house, you know, and fighting a losing battle from the start. So I'm trying to grow a six foot tall thistle in the backyard. Coming <laughs> along pretty nicely. I I will say having a sprinkler system has made all the difference because if I had to manually water that shit and move a sprinkler around the yard, it'd all be dead already. There's the humble brag where you got a lawn that's big enough that you have to move the sprinkler around for it. <laughs> I, have, I I got nothing. <laughs> uh, Chuck, what is your call to action, buddy? Okay. <sighs> All right. I'm being bullied here. All right. I am a victim of bullying in the workplace. Uh-oh. Not really. Not really. Um, no, not really. The fact is, I we have a group text, right? A lot of coworkers have group texts. Like, group texts, you talk shit, you roast each other. And, um, whatever. I'm better at it than these guys, right? But they're ganging up on me two versus one. So I need have a call to action to the Potato Thumbs community. I need to find somebody that can edit videos, right? Like make a GIF out of a video. Like take a face of somebody and put it over a face of somebody in a video and make it them, that person in that video. So if you are capable of doing this, of making a GIF, taking a video clip, maybe five seconds of a video clip and putting somebody's face over that person's face in that video, I'd be greatly appreciative because this dude needs to be destroyed because he bugged me on raid night. I'm like, dude, you can't fucking roast somebody in a work group text on raid night, Friday night. It's like, no, I'm not thinking about you on the weekend. Like, that's my time. You know what I mean? That's my time. I don't want to fucking deal with you. I'm not going to sit here and waste my weekend, my free time in a work group chat. But he, like, hit me with, like, fucking four in a row. And I'm like, dude, fuck. I need to respond, but I'm not going to waste my fucking weekend on you. And I decided I'm not going to waste my free time on you. So I need help. I need somebody else that can edit a video that can help me do this. So that's my call to action. If you can do this, please get at me at Chuck Olympic on Twitter or Instagram or whatever. You can hit me up on Xbox, email me, whatever. Let me know if you can do that. And I will make it worth your while. All right. So yeah, let's make this happen for him. I don't know. Is that like burning wing beard territory? I don't know if it they, does feel I like those know. two guys are pretty decent uh, <laughs> candidates. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who I mean, else I, has I, the magic I'm sure skills. I can figure what? it out, but the, the, the fact of the matter is, is I don't have. I don't. I don't want to put that much effort to it. That's why it's a call to action. <laughs> <somebody else do. laughs> but, but trust me, he needs to get got, and I'm gonna get him. So what? So. What? What, uh, what do you want to put his face on, man? That's what I'm, that's what I'm curious about. It's a very funny video of this dude dancing on a bikini, and he, he's oddly shaped, and he's strange, and it's funny. <laughs> but the thing is, like, I couldn't even find a okay. picture of this dude. Like, like, I actually went as far as, like, because I, I don't have Facebook, so, like, I got my chick's phone and, like, looked, searched him on Facebook on her phone. I, like, Googled his name. I looked him up. Like, he's got a very, like, relatively common name, so I can't find him 
on social media. Snap, and he's such snap a fucking, picture at work, man. Just get him yeah, at, at work. Just, I'm, you know, I'm going to, but actually, which is funny, because I did find like some other random meme of a dude that looks uh, oddly familiar, and it's it, it's kind of hilarious. So I'd rather use this picture of this dude that looks like him, because it's basically like somebody took a picture of this dude with a bowl cut and then superimposed somebody else's face on it. And the combination <laughs> of those two faces looks like this dude that I work with. So I want to take that picture from that meme and then I want to superimpose that over another meme. It doesn't have to be like fucking quality. Like actually crude is funny. Crude makes it wonderful. Like I, I prefer it to be rough around the edges. You know what I mean? I just need to do it. So like somebody, you just basically just get an image and then move it around the screen with the fucking face on this video and then make a fucking five second gif out of it. And I'm going to fucking obliterate this dude and make him cry. I like it. That's my call to action. I need help. Please All right. Well, let's let's make this happen because um, I think making people cry is definitely definitely an important thing in life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 unable to help you in any way, but I'm 100 percent on board. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> no, you know what it is? It's just because he he bugged me on the uh, other night, and it's it's two versus one. Like these dudes, like I'm the new guy. I've only been there since February. These dudes have been there for several years, so they're like trying to pick on me like I'm the new guy. I'm like, no, fuck you guys. I'm way better at roasting you fools. I get them like regularly, but the fact that like he hit me fucking with five in a row and I couldn't respond because it was Friday night and refused to engage in that activity on Friday night, so now he deserves to get destroyed. I like it. Oh yeah, scorched earth. Yeah, exactly. Scorched earth. All hands on deck. Um, you guys, we have finally made it all the way around. We are talking about our fourth album this week. Uh, and Cliff, you were up to bat for picking a, some music for us, man. Yeah, that's right. Um, so you want to, you want to, did you listen to your own you album? Tell us about your album. Yeah, so um, so we look at albums and we listen to the whole thing and we all check it out. And I was trying to think about something to pick. Um, so uh, so I thought about this this album that I that I engineered back when I was working in studios, <laughs> back uh, you know back in '74. You know, I was in, I was in my <laughs> studio, yeah. Like Congrats. And, uh, you know, it was live. It was live. You know, live's tough, man. And it actually, it was recorded over two nights and we edited it together. Very tricky editing, so it took a lot of work. Um, especially because it was that boom mic, you know what I mean? <laughs> especially it was real to real, real to real tape back then. You know, you had like those scotch tape, those real scotch real tape. Stuff. So, <laughs> so, uh, um, so yeah, so uh, so so it was my this, this guy, you know, my buddy. Um, I, I tried to get him on the show, but he's just yeah, he was like jammed up, so he couldn't quite on. So, so we're looking at Tom Waits' album, the um. His uh, jazzy uh, live album, uh, Nighthawks at the Diner, <laughs> recorded in 1970, probably two or three or something. Um, fuck, man. <laughs> yeah, what can I say? You know? I was actually seven years old when I recorded that. Um, oh, okay. But, uh, yeah, I had to retire. So sort of child prodigy. Uh, yeah, I had to retire a lot he was, of drugs, He was so like Doogie early. Hauser, but oh. instead of like saving people, he was doing drugs and recording jazz albums. Yeah, it's pretty much the same for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so no, this is actually a really cool album, though. So uh, Tom Waits, I assume a lot of people, you guys all know him or yeah. have heard of him. He's not like an unknown dude. Uh, he's very old now, but um, and he's had like these interesting phases in his career. He started off in like the '60s and '70s, like a folk singer kind of dude, and then did a whole bunch of crazy jazz albums, and then moved on to this weird experimental type work, and then like 
alternative, you know, music, and then just got super bizarre from there. Um, so I picked this album. So I am a fan of Tom Waits. I like all kind of a lot of his stuff. Uh, this album's kind of interesting. There's not a single song on it that's like my favorite Tom Waits song, but as like a live performance, because he's such a theatrical dude. Like it's just his whole thing is about like putting on a good show. That um, I love just as. So when you think about like listening to a whole album, this is like a great one to just listen to versus just in it. Cause most of his albums, it's like there's great songs and there's kind of like slow songs and it kind of just, yeah. but, um, this is like as a full album, it's a great one to listen to. And it really captures his, uh, uh kind of comedic personality, I guess, in addition to like, like some of his kind of weird musical tastes, I guess at the time. Um, so that's sort of why I picked it. Uh, it's kind of funny too. At this time, I was, did a little bit of research. Believe it or not, I actually did some homework for this, believe it or not. And, um, I like it. And it was, <laughs> and it's funny. So, so this is like kind of early on before he sort of hit it big, like just before. Um, the album itself, the idea to do a live recording was recommended by Leonard Cohen, his buddy Leonard Cohen, which is kind of cool. And at the time, he was opening for, um, Frank Zappa. And the funny part about that is he got the job because the previous opener, uh, quit because the audiences were too mean to the openings to act. <laughs> so he took it up and they were just as shitty to him. So he would get like booed off stage every night. Um, and I actually heard an interview where like someone was asking about it. He's like, I just, some people just aren't in the middle of what I'm doing. What am I going to do? Like, wow. <laughs> but, um, so that's like how he like paid his bones is just getting like booed off stage while like people waited for Frank Zappa to come on. And then in the meantime, he recorded a couple albums and then he put this one out and it was kind of one of his last sort of jazzy type albums before I went into some weird sort of like swordfish trombone type crazy instrumental stuff. But, um, but I'm like a big fan. Uh, and I really, really like this album. Um, I don't know. I, I thought, I don't know if you guys wanted to walk through it or you guys wanted to talk about it. Uh, if you guys had any thoughts for you. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Okay, so I listened to this and I had never heard Tom Waits before. Like I'm like like I told you, I'm I'm fairly pigeonholed in my musical taste, and I never really gotten into like that genre of music. Um, like whenever whenever uh, Nips had on the um, whenever we had the Leonard Skinner, like I obviously heard Leonard Skinner, but I never, never sat down and listened to a Leonard Skinner album. Like I had never even I I had heard the name Tom Waits, but I never heard a song before. I, I'm not familiar with them, so this was completely. By surprise, this took me like, like, like I was, I, I was broadside. I was like, whoa, what the fuck is this? I thought you were, just, I thought you were just fucking with us, honestly. I was like, is, is Cliff honestly just fucking with us? Like, cause Fluffy picked Danger Doom. Like, is he like, is this like his retaliation? Danger <laughs> Doom? Like, it was different. I don't want to call it strange, but to me, it was strange. You know, like I didn't, I, it caught me by surprise. But that's not to say that I didn't like it. I guess I'm just unfamiliar with it. Like it's a spoken word style, and I guess I, I have more questions about it. Like, is that typically his shtick? Does he normally is it more talking than singing, or is or is that just that period in his career? So he does. Um, so it's it is a lot of talking because it's like a theat. His whole thing is like these weird theatrics. Like so later so, on, so, so does, does he play an instrument, or is he just up there at the microphone? So he plays. So he plays piano in it. Um, okay, so. he's doing the piano work, but he's got a jazz group with him, which is like a pretty good band. No, I like uh, the yeah, jazz. The jazz, jazz, jazz plays- was cool. Yeah, like it was cool, and I, I, I really enjoyed it. And um, 
I, I listened to it all the way through once, and I was just kind of dumbfounded. I didn't even know what to think of it because it was so different than what I'm used to listening to. Like, while I do have an appreciation for jazz music, like the, the the vocal aspect of it, like what Tom Waits himself brings to it, was was just different for me. Like I, so he know, like, he has a really unusual. So so this is so he has a very raspy. He's known for like having a raspy voice and not an especially good great singer. This is actually kind of before he got super raspy. I don't even know. A bit of it's a bit of it's put on. Um, like he's a normal guy. Like he's not like he he like. He like loves like the beats of like the fifties, like the beatnik type folks, and he sort of like exudes that like like aura in a sense. Um, and he sort of explores it, but he's not like of that era, right? So he's kinda like reaching back in a lot of his stuff. Even like nowadays, like he's still he has this real sort of like dark and sinister sort of sense to him. But but a lot of it's it's theatrics. Like I don't think he's actually personally like like Yeah, it's not like, it's not pretentious, he's just trying to entertain. Yeah, exactly. He's just, it's sort of like a character in some sense. I mean, that's my opinion, but it's great the way he does it. And, um, and it, he, it's very absurd, like some of the lyrically, and he tries to be very funny and interesting. Um, so like he has like, like one of my favorite songs on here is that it kind of is in the beginning, right? The emotional weather report where yeah, he does sort really of this like, on. yeah, where he just like talks about like, like just being this like miserable kind of guy, but it's like all that like weather in his apartment. And, um, like he ends up, he's like, you know, rain's expected at the end. It's like he's going to be crying or something. Yeah, exactly. The participation <laughs> is expected. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah you know, like, like I listened to it all the way through and then like, and then I listened to it like two more times, but skipping the intros because each, each song has like an intro bit to it where it's like a kind of a lead up. Mm -hmm. like, okay. I'm getting out like, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I procrastinate when it comes to these fucking podcasts, these album reviews. Like I, I wait till like the day of or the day before the show that we record to actually like sit there and listen to it. Like I kind of take it all in and give it like two or three goes. So like I listen to the whole thing and then like, and then I listen to the whole thing like two more times, but skipping the intro bits and just listening to just the actual like compositions and what they were. And I did appreciate like the actual music to it. I like the jazz. It's good. It's a cool like live album. You can hear the crowd. It's like well recorded. It sounds good. Like nothing gets lost. Like in the mix, it's good. I like it a lot. It was cool. Um, I think my favorite song on the album was uh, I like that eggs and sausage song. That one was cool. I like eggs and sausage yeah. and uh, warm beer and cold women. Doesn't isn't there like an doesn't atmosphere reference that one of the older headshot songs? Like one of the older like. Like one of those old atmosphere songs, more like either Hitchhots or, or a sad uh, clown bad dub. One of those sad clowns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of those sad clown jacks. Like he references that. It's interesting. I think they even sampled it. But yeah, that one being cold one was cool too. It was interesting. It, 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 it's different. Like that's not something you're gonna put on at a party. You know what I mean? But it is not. It's it's definitely something yeah. you, you don't want to listen to. It's funny. One of the things um I like. So I like I don't know. I learned about Tom Waits whatever when I was. So my sister um, used to live in Jersey in this like farm, and they would have these like crazy ass parties. Like they would have bands, and like they used to get porta potties and stuff. It was like nuts. They lived, it was just like unincorporated territory where there were, like no cops, so it was just like madhouse. And uh, so we used to go there and hang out, and like I went to a party, and then like the next day, like the morning after, they'd still be up like doing whatever, playing horseshoes or something. And I remember one morning they were playing this album, like fucking vinyl album, and um. And it was like the morning after of like a crazy ass party. We're all like, like laying around and it was just like, who the hell is this? And they're like, you don't know who Tom, they were like, 
Tom Waits is. Like, who are you? You know? I was like, oh, I don't know who this is. I listen to him all the time, you know? And, um, <laughs> but it was just like that perfect, like, just mellow, sort of like. And so a lot of times he sings about sort of the darker side of life, I guess, a little bit. Um, he's a California dude, like a 70s California guy. So a lot of it's like about motor cars and like open freeways and things like that. Um, I'm trying to look at, uh, there's nothing on here that's like hugely big. Like he has the, um, probably the biggest song on here is that nobody song, which I think has been covered by some other folks. But yeah, so this is, this is his, uh, as far as, um, albums go, this is kind of one of his last jazzy albums. And then he starts getting into more, um, weird experimental stuff. I knew um, him from Rain Dogs. Uh, yeah, like that's that. That was the, and this is nothing like that album. Uh, but I really enjoyed it as well. It was just completely not what I was expecting, except for the raspy voice, which is sort of Tom Waits' yeah. calling card. Yeah, I um, <clears throat> I liked it as well. I was thrown off at first by the talking. You know, like I got that it was a live album, but I was expecting him to like go into. Um, more melody with his voice, you know, but, um, then I, I, yeah, then I, I kind of, well, like you can, but like, then I <laughs> yeah. realized like what the album was about and I was able to appreciate it more and mm-hmm. like take a different approach. Right. Cause I just kind of like what Chuck said, like, I, I didn't know, I wasn't expecting what I was hearing. And so at first I was like, well, okay, this is just the intro to his album. Like, when the first song came on and then the next song comes on and, like, there's intro again and you're like, oh, okay, okay, I get it. Um, but I really I really did enjoy, like, the jazz stuff. Like, I really... I, li- I, I have a lot of respect for, like, good quality music like that. And, and it, is, it, it, is, it is different mm-hmm. than what I was expecting, but in no way is that a bad thing at all. Um so I'm 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 happy about this. It does it does flow together. In fact, I never knew the names of any of the songs on this album because it just kind of is just one long yeah. continuous like stretch where it just keeps going. Um, until like I looked on Spotify, <laughs> like, oh, shit, these have names and songs. <laughs> you know what's funny, Fluffy? You mentioned something about like your singing voice, and and sometimes in certain instances, somebody's inability to sing, the fact that they yes. still sing is kind of charming. Like, you don't have to have, be a great singer to make cool songs. And it, it's not necessarily about the actual, like, vocal ability, but as long as somebody can project yeah. that feeling, like that soul behind the lyrics of what they see and the feeling behind it. Like, if you can feel what they're feeling, it's, it's a it, good you, performance. You mentioned um, <laughs> atmosphere earlier, man. Slug is a perfect example. Slug does not have a singer's voice but he just owns it, and so his hooks work really well. Um, That's cool. Yeah, I don't know. This is It was good. It was really good, Cliff, because um, I think you did a good job on and helping us round out um, this the, what, what this segment has been. Yeah, Cl- which is just picking albums. some yeah. albums. Yeah, try to pick something a little different. Again, I tried yeah, to get him on, yeah. but he didn't respond. He's busy. Email. Busy on this <laughs> Monday. Um, <laughs> apparently, yeah, I don't know. He doesn't. You know, I don't think he has email. Actually, that's kind of the funny part. <laughs> but uh, we have checked. Tom Waits is still alive, right? He is alive. Yeah, he toured. 
like a few years ago. Actually, it was probably ten years ago. Jeez. <laughs> but but he's one of these dudes who just doesn't. I don't know, man. He doesn't like conform to a lot of shit, and uh, has been weirdly. He's like a like he's not like hugely successful. He had like he actually won a Grammy, a Grammy at one point. I think at some like the nineties or something crazy. But um, but he's not like a hugely successful dude. He's just been around for like forty years. Just every five years comes out with like some sort of crazy new album. He definitely and they're all different. Yeah, he he, um, following. Yeah, but uh, but it's worth checking out. Um, we have uh, we have a local um, radio station called The Current, and it is a you know publicly funded um, radio station. You know, not owned by Clear Channel, and so they play like lots of great music. Like they play a lot of good local shit and a lot of like alternative stuff, and they it's a wide range of of everything. Um, but they 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 definitely like Tom Waits, so they you know they talk about him and they throw his stuff in there, you know. So I've heard okay. heard some of his stuff before, but it was never it's never been like this live album, you know. So this mm-hmm. was, it was cool, man. Yeah, it was really lot. cool. Yeah, it's a lot of different stuff. It, the I, live album, yeah, it's like, it's kind of like if you just for for me, I've never heard the guy before. So if it's if I just, if I just stumbled into a bar and this guy was playing like that. That's what it felt like for me. Like I had no, like I don't know anybody there. I don't know who who the fucking these people <laughs> are on stage. I just show up and this is what's happening. Like that's what's cool about that live album in particular from from my point of view because I'm completely like oblivious to the whole Tom Waits experience and now I feel like I like I know what to expect now. And it, yeah. it wasn't like well, an adverse reaction. Like initially, <laughs> like I was like, it was like, whoa, okay. But it wasn't like a bad thing. And it, yeah, well, it was definitely different. And I never would have listened to it otherwise. Yeah. So I appreciate that. It's funny. Like his first couple, like there's Closing Time, um, Heart of Saturday Night, or like this one. They're like kind of these jazzy albums, which he was doing in like the early 70s. And like no one would, like he was the only person doing this. And like no one was like buying his shit. And then he, um, but like his later stuff is all weird, like experimental, like industrial kind of music it's bizarre so it's like if you find, if you pick a whole different if you pick uh swordfish trombones man it's like a whole different experience it's it's still him it's still lyrically the same thing his like the, the way he writes his lyrics um the stories he's telling are kind of the same but it's like a whole different musical experience it's amazing um and even recently if you get some of his newer stuff it's very like it's like a weird electronic piano kind of thing. Is he is anyway. he an artist that you would recommend going to Spotify and just hitting shuffle play on and going down that rabbit hole? Or do you think it's better to pick up an album and just start at the beginning of one of his albums? You know, I would say shuffle or start with like top top of the list of stuff that people like. Again, like so I was looking at his albums, you know, like like not like I mean he has good albums. They're they're good. But none of them I'm like, well, this whole thing is like a great thing that all fits together. I mean, they're, this isn't his best album, but, but, um, this is the one where I was like, man, there's nothing on here. There's no single song on here. I'm like, well, this is like a phenomenal song. Like, this is the top best song. But like, all put together, it's like a phenomenal, I just love it. Yeah. Well, and that, like, that's the point, there. man, is like, it's entertaining and it's funny. And he, it's know. to find a good album, um, to find an album that, that like makes you think good or bad, you know? Um, yeah. so yeah, it was, it was a good one. Cool. I will say, so I have a quick, so my, my one Tom Waits, so the, I, this is a good Tom Waits story. It's not about Tom Waits, it's about me, but he's in it. Um, <laughs> so is, Tom and uh, I were is, uh, walking. So Tom and I, no, so I was with my brother, we were driving to the uh, Mount Rushmore, right? And um, 
it's just, which is a long drive. But uh, we were in like South Dakota, and like there's nothing in South Dakota. I mean, Mount like, Rushmore's there, dude. And, and Waldron. Mount Rushmore's not. By the way, yeah, Waldron, ice water, right for free. It's like, come on, dude. It's like 2000. Anyway, um, so yeah, Mount Rushmore, by the way, is not worth going. I agree. So pretty much. I agree. Sucks. Fuck the it's Black like, Hills too. It's, uh, dude. Yeah, I, Mount Rushmore is a lame yep. shit. But anyway, driving across South Dakota, there's nothing. So we're getting there. We're, we're um, you know, it's been like a few days. We're pretty like smelly and like it's pretty dirty. And so we're like, you know, we're, let's we're like, oh, let's go off this rest stop before we go and start camping and doing a bunch of stuff. We're gonna get showers, get cleaned up in a nice hotel. We get off the off ramp, and it's like a, it's like a, you know, there's like six or seven hotels in this off. It's just an off ramp. There's nowhere to go. There's like a couple. Uh, get two gas stations. There's like four or five hotels, like some nice looking places. We're like, oh, this is perfect. No problem. So we get off and the first place we drive by is this thing called the Lee Motel, which is basically the Bates Motel, but it's called <laughs> the Bates Motel. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, ah, fuck that place. We're not going there. So we drive to like, there's like a Holiday Inn and there's like, you know, whatever, Embassy Suite. There's like a, like real hotels, like Super 8 was there. We're like, we go to each one and they're all full. We're like, what the fuck? So apparently, like, the the nearby city was, like, on fire or something. There was, like, a forest fire, so everyone had to evacuate. And so the all the hotels were full. And we couldn't get back on the highway because a truck had jackknifed onto the on-ramp. And there's nowhere to go because there's no roads to this rest stop with six hotels. So we're driving around, nowhere to go. So finally, we end up at the Lee, back at the Lee Motel after, like, 20 minutes of driving around. We walk in. There's an old lady... He was like 89 years old with a hunchback behind the counter. And we're like, do you have any room? She's like, I have one room left. We're like, all right, well, we'll take it. And we're like, how much could this possibly be? And she looks us up and down real slow and goes, $100. And this is like a $20, I swear to God, like $20 rooms. So we're like, we're like, and my brother goes, fine, as long as I can take a shower. And she goes, Oh, there's no shower in that room, son. <laughs> it was just like five. So it was a, t- it was just a bathtub. It was a tub to take a bath in after four days on the road. And so, bath. so we, we get the room. It's the last one. So the people behind us had to sleep in their car or something stupid. So we go in and I, I'm like, he's like going to go take a bath. And I'm like, well, I got to leave because this is like, I'm not going to be here. And, uh, so I go out to buy some beer. I go to the one, truck stop that looked friendly uh which didn't sell beer because they're a christian truck stop and when That's i went really and asked friendly. dude they were like oh son you have to go across the street for that kind of thing i was like <laughs> you see where am i <laughs> and so i go across the street to like the biker truck stop and i'm like i just want some beer not to get beaten up and so i buy like a full pack of beer and i go back to the room my brother has finished his bath by the way, there wasn't even, we didn't even have like soap. It was, it was, um, uh, European style soap, which was a pink soap dispenser on the wall. Oh, nice. Like, you get, oh, and nice. like, so that's what we're bathing with in a, in a tub. Oh, God. In, in, a, in a closet of a room. There were two beds. So we didn't have to sleep together, thank God. And, uh, and then there was a television. There's televisions in there. It's up in the corner, nailed to the wall. It's, it's he's bathed i'm dirty we have this beer that i had to buy at the gas station if we turn on the tv and it's austin city limits and it's tom waits on the fucking tv (laughs) singing about my experience (laughs) that i just had staying at the motel (laughs) to buy a beer at a fucking anyway 
So I was he like, was, I was, I'm like, I, spirits, though. I was like, he's, he's singing my song <laughs> right now. So that's my Tom Waits story. I like it. That's cool. Anyway, awesome. Um, so yeah, should we should uh, we should have a uh, potato thumbs uh, get together at the Lee Motel, man. That sounds like a good time. Dude, that I th- so so the next morning <laughs> we get up and we're like we're like fuck this place. We're gonna leave and the old lady's out there driving around on her pink golf cart with like picking up sheets or some shit and my brother looks at me and just goes i want to kick that old bitch in her fucking humpback so <laughs> <laughs> i was like all right we're gonna leave right now oh, that's so. awesome dude but oh man and that's the story about how you got arrested <laughs> in south dakota oh my god the limo tell jesus christ <laughs> and the, the funny part is we purpose. went to the local city and it, and we're like, oh, it's so rustic. It smells like a campfire. And it turned out to be a campfire. That's only campfires. But we're like, yeah, everyone's wearing plaid. This is great. You know? Anyway. Yeah, so, yeah, so avoid the limo town. All together, wherever it is. Good. Yeah, dude, there's nothing there, man. Jesus Christ. There's like a hole in the ground. Anyway. So um, that's it for my album. Awesome. Well, we, we now have four. So um, after this podcast, we will. We'll talk about uh, orders, and we'll uh, we'll get our our album playlist started for Spotify. Um, we also have this award-winning Spotify playlist. Should we add some songs to it, boys? It's such a great playlist. Such an original mm-hmm. idea, too. Well, that's why we won right? awards because it was our idea first. Um, it was our idea, and then um, yeah, the other ones are just so inferior. Like, like I think they're embarrassed mm-hmm. of their playlist or their. Uh, dude, this one guy I know play. adds two. Has has his guests add two every week? It's like, come on, man! What do you drive a truck? <laughs> You're trying to catch up. <laughs> it's not about. It's not. A, it's not a game of quantity. Hey. Man. It's a game of quality. You know what I mean? Never mind. There's four people. There's four people. You know, I got a Spotify playlist. I put all Spotify. I put all Spotify on it. It's It's just every song on Spotify. Spotify, (laughs) Yeah, dude, it went good. See, my uh, do I play award awards for that? I don't think so. There's a distressingly large amount of Nickelback (laughs) on your all of Spotify playlist. (laughs) I got all the Nickelback. Damn it! I got Nickelback. I got. I love. I love that Jay is is the uh, the joke for this week. Um, so, uh, yeah, we got this, this playlist, uh, Ben sent us a song today, um, and, uh, I didn't get time to listen to it. Did you, uh, Nips? No, no, but he sent in a, a whole yeah, how about we thing do that? for us to read. So, uh, you got a turd in your pocket? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> These are sweatpants shorts, so. <laughs> oh God! I'm wearing sweatpants shorts. I got a question. The 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 sweatpants shorts. You know how like when you get sweatpants, they have that like yeah. elastic at the yeah. bottom that holds them tight no. to your ankles. No, Do they have no, that, but like, like at the mid thigh. Like regular shorts. See? <laughs> Just move the camera for those who can't yeah. see. Yeah, and no, they kind no, of poof out of it. regular seam. Oh, they're just, okay. It's going to be a hand. I like sweatpants. The only problem with sweatpants is shit falls out of your pocket. Ah, uh, this one has a button on that, one of them. Sweatpants. Ah, there you go. See? I need some good sweatpants. Anyway. 
Hey, listeners of the award-winning Tato Thumbs podcast. Det Ben Malone here to give you another absolute fire track. This week's choice comes to us from my boys in Fight Cloud from Richmond, Virginia. Fight Cloud is one of the first bands I worked with, and they have never stopped amazing me. The song is called Mom's Cobbler, off the 2013 album Simple Structures. Fight Cloud manages to bridge the gap between solid math rock and the indie alternative scene we all know and love. So take a minute, pause this award-winning show, and give my boys a listen. Stay frosty out there, San Diego. Um, Why does it say Fight Club in the show notes? Because I yes, fluffy and I didn't even realize that. Thank you, Chuck. It's like there's a bank. There's a bank called Fight Club. Like yeah, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> just uh, just trying to add it quickly, and I didn't bother. Hey, I will say I have been listening so. to this playlist quite a bit. Like, if I'm uh, drawing or like when I drove when we drove up to the cabin, like it was on. I've been I I've really been loving this playlist, man. There's some good songs on it. I enjoy uh, when I'm listening to it, remembering who picked what song. Like it's a mental exercise for me to name yeah. who put the song on the list, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's good. I can, I obviously know my songs. I know Ben's songs because Ben's songs have a very particular yep. uh, feel to them, or they specifically don't sound like Ben's songs. And I'm like, oh, I remember Ben went off the board here, and then uh, then you and Chuck and Cliff. Cliff's, uh, Cliff's songs also have a special spot in my heart because uh, the first one uh, that he put on here. The Flash, the, yeah. The Flash, Flash yeah. Gordon theme. theme. <laughs> yeah. And I just remember Chuck laughing and saying, you're so old after he listened to it. <laughs> Honestly, I, I love all the songs except for the Macho Man Randy Savage song. <laughs> Oh my god, dude! Every time that comes on, I'm like, God damn it, God damn it! (laughs) That requires, yeah, you gotta skip over that one. (laughs) Hot diggity damn, Hulk! (laughs) Um, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm just gonna go from top down. Uh, I was mowing the lawn today, and uh, this song spoke to me. Um, so we are going with Make It All Better Again by Local Legend Atmosphere. Uh, Nips, what do you got for me, buddy? Uh, I've got... So it's a song called Moving to Brussels by uh, B. Beeman. It's, it's a folk song. Uh, B went to uh, high school in St. Louis with my buddy Jake. Uh, so all during college, he'd come up to Madison and hang out. And then I've gone out and visited him a few times in San Francisco. Uh, and I love his stuff. The uh, the video for this has Keegan Michael Key uh, of Key and P fit Key and oh, Peel awesome. fame uh, in it, uh, which is pretty cool. It's a Pretty fun little video, but uh, I enjoy the song, too. And B's a great guy. Uh, he's the guy who gave me tickets at Will Call when he was touring with uh, Chris Cornell. The first time I was able to, like, oh, yeah, there's tickets waiting for me at the door. So, got a special spot in my heart. And, uh, it's, yeah, it's awesome. you always feel like a pimp when you can walk up and have Will Call stuff. Yeah, that's yep. a cool feeling. Yeah. It used to be a more common thing when I worked at the at the club. You know, we we do favors for other people and get them in our shows, and then we get wherever we want. But uh, I still have a couple friends that that run 
some concert venues around here. So when someone someone good is on the list, I hit them up and I'm like, hey, in a couple of months, uh, can you get me in on this? It's always always fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Cliff, oh, you are yeah. next on the list, my friend. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so through a combination of being somewhat unprepared and uh, lack of creativity, I'm going to pick a Tom <laughs> Waits song to add to the list. Uh, not off that album, but um, I'm going to pick a Step Right Up which is uh, just a great uh, song about advertising, basically. That's all I'll say. I like it. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, it's a good one. It's, it's a little bit on the longer side, but it's uh, pretty good. He just rattles on about uh, something he would sell you for five minutes. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Have you guys not heard? Have you not heard that, Nips, this one? I don't think I have. Okay, okay. This Maybe I one. have, but it doesn't stick out in my yeah, mind. I'm, okay. It's one of my... It's, it's one of my more favorite ones. I'm definitely anyway, going to know it now, so. that's for sure. Yeah. I'll definitely... It'll fit into my old man <laughs> bullshit I got going on. Uh, Chuck, you uh, you always seem to bring something great to the table. What do you got for us? Um, This week, I got a song called You Can't Blame Me by Johnson Hawkins, Tatum, and Durr. It's like this... Weird, like old school, like soul jam, uh, soul song that my homie DJ Shakedown put on his latest mix, that latest uh, solidified mix. He, he puts out like a like a mix, like a, like a DJ mix like every summer, and um, this was on it. He actually hooked me up with one of his Spotify playlists because the homie Gator showed me an app in which allows me to transfer Spotify playlists to Apple Music. I was like, yeah, man, like if you want, just send me a Spotify playlist, man, I'll check it out, and. Um, a lot of shit on the on his favorite playlist that he has right now is like actually made it to that mix, which is cool. So it's good to be friends with DJs because they show you cool music. And uh, this was a cool last song. And earlier we were speaking about how people that not don't necessarily have great singing voices, how it can sound charming and honest and good. And uh, a good voice isn't always make a good song. Uh, it's a really cool jam. Cool. Check it out. I like it, man. Uh, and that puts us at 147 songs and nine hours and 59 minutes of playtime. We're going over 10 hours on uh, the last episode of season two of Potato Thumbs Podcast I like next that. week. Season two. Yeah. I know, man. Yeah, it's crazy. In the books. It is That's crazy. Cool. Uh, uh, it should be fun. Fun episode next week, too. We'll... we'll uh, we're gonna talk a lot of beer. Are, you, are, you yeah. gonna, are we gonna bounce pass with the next season? Yeah, yeah. No. So we are uh, we're, we are gonna do a balance patch. Um, we hope to have patch notes out sometime around the release of season three. Uh, expect a meta shift. Um, you know, this past season we really focused on just not great content. I think. I think going forward, we're going to try and one-up that by making worse content. It's a, um, I would say like a 10% increase in preparation. Um, probably. probably uh, <laughs> maybe a 100% decrease in the uh, beer segment. Yeah. Well, the beer, the beer yeah. segment, the beer segment will happen again. It's just, you know, weight loss, uh, weight <laughs> loss came into play. Yeah. <laughs> I think just wait till winter the, rolls around. We'll drink again. I think the on on par blood alcohol levels uh, where it needs to be. Um, at least I, that's a good show. 
I'm I made it pretty... all the way through season two without giving out my address. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I definitely, I definitely slur a lot less now during the shows. Not, not, not at all. Just less. Yeah. Well, the races are glad about that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm pretty sure increase in kazoo usage. I yes, yes. There's <laughs> been there's been way too much vaping in my life. I'm gonna be I. So I had this conversation with the missus uh, last night, and um, I, I do need to kick this habit. But I was like, I'm just gonna be honest with you. Like I'm going out drinking all next weekend, so it's kind of pointless for me to put in any sort of effort to stop smoking this week because I'm just gonna be wasted all next weekend. So. We'll I'm wait for, for next you week. and Zan to do dueling vapes. Yeah, yeah, we could. That would be great. Uh, we can just make like uh, we can just blow smoke rings at each other. Um, that was that was dumb. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I do. I, I for do. Next f- season, we should have a Admiral Nips harmonica theme song where like Admiral Nibs learns how to play the harmonica and then comes up with a new theme song you, you know he's, I, he's got the persona for it. like 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 look at that avatar put a harmonica in that man's mouth he's got that shit he's funny dude I think at some point we are gonna do a professional uh version of Cliff's song like still have Cliff sing it but just like put an orchestra behind him um or, or just Nibs play the harmonica in the background <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'll bring a harmonica with me this weekend, and maybe I can get him drunk enough. Who hired the London like, Symphony Orchestra? Possibly while high. <laughs> or just have him like have him like blow like a note. You know how like like they set the key of the song. Yeah, like, yeah. the harmonica. Like, the <laughs> and then you drop the song. I can see it. <laughs> just oh, I like an empty bottle of beer. Just blow it on top of it. You'll be fine. <laughs> Little jug jug band action. <laughs> Yeah. Um, no, it should be interesting, man. I might, uh, I might make a repeat uh, visit to the uh, to the pizza place in the same shape that I was the first time I went to Madison because I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh God, my, please hold my, it together a little yeah, bit. Yeah, my tolerance is going to be that of like a 16 year old teenager. So, uh, <laughs> as opposed to the non 16 year old teenagers. Um, Anyways. I mean, there's a whole bunch of other years in your teens that aren't 16. I know, but like I was, I had a pretty good drinking tolerance at those other ones. Like 12, 13, I was solid, but 16, I kind of fell off with the driving. So, um, okay, dad jokes aside, it should be fun though, right? So, I don't know. I'm excited for uh, for beer fest in a few days. Um, I think that's it, dudes. Yeah, let's go uh, grind that menagerie for another twelve yeah, hours. Yeah, you know, I thought that the podcast was going to be shorter tonight uh, because we were kind of flying through stuff, but uh, we just end up landing on that two-hour mark just without even trying every week, huh? Uh, that's cool. I only have like forty-five more minutes of stuff, so we're good. Okay, cool. All right, so <laughs> now Cliff is going to go into his other stuff. Um, no, um. Just quit recording and uh, tell them to go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Um, my, my nightly podcast, but we're recording it tonight. Great. I no, really, I appreciate. I appreciate <laughs> you guys coming on. It um, it's always a good show. So, thanks for coming on, bros. Good show. Oh, appreciate it. Can I, I just want for um, I do have yeah. one thing. Uh, 
So on the so if there are people who actually have Mary Maker out there. By the way, uh, KJ Hovey is uh, picking up Mary Maker and loving it. So uh, there's like legitimate actual people who are good at video games playing it. Um, I saw him streaming. I was like, holy shit, this is KJ I've Hovey. seen, I've seen um, you play. I've seen you play, in, Cliff. You're good. <clears throat> I went into his channel and everybody in there was talking about Destiny. It was really funny. But he's playing anyway. Um, no, so so if you want, uh, you know, you, you can friend me on the Switch. All you are on Mario Maker, I guess it's a Mario Maker friend. I don't know. So all you got to do is just type in the code um, uh, XL4D82KOH. No problem. You just type that in wherever you that that. Uh, And you can be friend. And, and or, that, is that O and O or is it a zero? Because I thought that uh, it is XLKHDOVH. Yeah, just and then and then I have I have two levels that I made actually. Um, oh, they they just went away. Uh, one is um, uh, Mario's a flat circle, which is a twenty second uh, drum loop. Uh, it's the Lee. Oh shit, what's that dude's name? It's the Get Out of My Life Woman breakbeat. I forget what it's called. But anyway, uh, so if you want to play that one, all you got to do is type in uh, the code YRM two zero T X six G. Type that in, and you can be playing that in no time. So easy um, yeah, no, no, just type that shit in. You, you got it. Uh, or I have a new level. It just came out. Holy shit, someone's actually beaten it, which is amazing. Um, uh, uh, Little Max Revenge. It's a, it's a, it's a Mike Tyson's Punch Out theme level, music level. It's, it's quite good. I'll, I'll say the end is very good. Um, and and if you want, what's that? It's a music level. When did you break out? Yeah, all these levels. levels are music oh, levels. All I do are make, all I do is music levels now. Uh, it's uh, that's I, the I, joke. Now, I had nerded out to the point where I've created Excel sheets to lay out the music because it's a grid pattern. Anyway, um, it works really well. But yeah, so if you want to play Little Max Revenge, uh, just type in code XX6 and Y607 J, and you're and you're there. Um, you do you do make like jingles for these like songs, you know, like eight seven seven cash now. <laughs> so X four five. Yeah, Cliff, if you can sing. If you can like like you did for our intro, if you can sing the codes, I can edit that into future podcasts. X X six N Y six zero seven G. That's that's the one. And then uh, wait, hold on. how do I even get to that? I don't know how to do it. Uh, what was the other one? It's uh. This is like the no. best five minute outro ever. Uh, hold on, I'm getting there. Uh, okay, the other one is uh. Oh. <clears throat> uh, a YRM, a 20T, X6G. <laughs> so that's the other one. So just remember those two codes, and you'll um, and you'll be uh, you'll be in there, man. You can just slowly fade this out. So. <laughs> like a four-minute fade out. Dude, I got 269 maker points. All right, I'm on my way. All right. Anyway, don't well, forget about us when you get big. Oh, don't worry. I'll, I'll, I'll still, uh, I'll still occasionally come on. <laughs> occasionally. Uh, anyway, that's, All right, that's, well, that's I think, it. I, I think that's else. where everyone can find us, Snips. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you just gotta find, befriend Cliff on, I mean, uh, yeah. Befriend Cliff on Switch, and then he will make a level with our yeah. contact yeah. information in it. Yeah, and uh, we are Potato Thumbs Podcast. If you want to uh, send us an email, just enter code XX27Y478932. Also, help me roast my homie at work. Yeah, do that too. Yeah.
Let me know. Good night, everyone. Peace. Um, yeah, good night. I guess. <laughs> <laughs>